0: You know, it's it's the, his playing career. It's the it's the perfect storm of things to rob you of your game. You know, a bad back, um, a, you know, a change of golf swing, um, problems with your short game, big problems with your short game. Uh, those are competitive things, and that's the trifecta of things to uh, rob you of your career.
1: What you see now is Tiger Woods just as interested in befriending folks as he is in competing against them. That is not what winners are made of. He is finished.
2: (laughs) Just unreal. To be honest with you, it's, you know, just the whole tournament has meant so much to me over the years. I had, you know, serious doubts after, you know, what transpired a couple years ago. I could barely walk couldn't sit, could uh, lay down, I really couldn't do much of anything. I, don't know. Well, I don't know why I'm balding. Um, <laughs> this stuff is hard. <laughs> just, yeah, uh, just to come back here and then to play as well as I did, and did all the things, all the little things well this week, um, and to do it here. This has meant so much to me and my family, this tournament. Have everyone here. It's something I'll never ever forget. Trying to chase Francesco today, and, and then all of a sudden the, the leaderboard flipped, and there were a bunch of guys up there who had a chance to win. And, um, I hit some of the, the best shots on that back nine today. I just I, felt, I just flushed it coming home. It was a uh, nice feeling. Here it is the return to
0: glory.
1: Welcome back to the Green Mountain Sports Roundup. I'm Ernesto Sanchez. I'm here with John Downing and Marty Griffin, and we're here to give you a roundup of our week in sports. A little bit of a special introduction. Yeah, man. Today. Thanks for
3: putting that together.
1: Yeah, no problem. That was I'd a like lot of to fun. I think you
3: did that for me, but <laughs> and if you did, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> uh, it was I, as much fun as I had yesterday. The day uh, the day started off okay. Uh, you know, I was having fun watching the Masters, then just a, a brutal Penguins loss, and, um, you know, then Tiger won, and then followed it up with Game of Thrones, so a little bit of a roller coaster for me, but uh, spent a day in front of the television, had a good time. Yeah, the Penguins
3: uh, are just living their life in the penalty box, huh?
1: It is really awful. Ugh. Johnny, how you doing? I'm
0: good. I'm good.
1: All right. Simple enough. <laughs> okay. Great. I'm on top of the world. I'm focused. I'm I'm ready for oh tonight. God. We got a
0: big game tonight. I'm waiting for the suspension news for Kadri to come down any minute. <clears throat> my hair is in the uh, the, the league office. Uh, at the player safety meeting as we speak right now. It's um what is it 3:30 on Monday afternoon. So the suspension should come down any minute. Um, I'm expecting it to be five games, no less, no more. So uh, the outrage will be if it's less than that, and I think anything more than that is a little excessive. So. Uh, but we can get into that more later, and then we got the big Bruins game, game three tonight, which is kind of a pivotal game in the series. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of football, probably one of my favorite Sundays
3: ever each year with, you know, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Masters, of course, Masters, are probably my outside March Madness and college basketball and Super Bowl Sunday, probably my favorite thing uh, uh, to watch. It's just a sign, especially if you're living in the northeast of spring to come. It was just a great day all around yesterday, and you top off the evening with a little Game of Thrones premiere, so you can't go wrong. So uh, I'm a little sore. I probably had
0: a constant hard on for about ten straight hours. You did. I could feel it through (laughs) the (laughs) phone in the text. I was getting smacked in the face all day by it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy won't stop." (laughs) Um, Speaking of Game of Thrones, as a quick side note, Um, I'm one of the assholes that have never gotten into Game of Thrones. It's a season. It's the series finale this year. Do I need to go back and yes. go through all the seasons Absolutely. and catch up? and? 100%. Do you like fantasy? Do you like... Not really. I've Not never really. watched Lord of the Rings. I've never been into like, The Hobbit or Harry Potter. None mm-hmm. of that. I've never watched any of it, and I feel like I haven't missed anything. I know people I would... love it, but just I've never really been into that. Sports is my thing. You know? yeah. so I, that's what I'm into. But I, I like good TV too so. I think if you like Gladiator like the movie love Gladiator okay like but there's a sports I think, theme to that you know? I think
3: well and there's just a lot of drama backstabbing uh, backstabbing like a daytime soap opera drama behind this kind of fantasy like a telenovela just, yeah exactly a little, you, yeah, basically so it's just well written well done so I'd say give it like four or five episodes and see if it draws you in
1: John if you like death and boobies it's in like fucked up shit oh, the...
3: especially the first few seasons boobies? tons of boobies oh boobies. so many boobies. tons of boobies we are a, a good Dan we're a great movies, advocate Dan on GMSR movies, for movies. Luke, <laughs> <Dan and laughs> movies.
0: Um, wait, so what what's the 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 blonde haired girl in it? The mm-hmm. Sarah Clark is that her name? The
1: Amelia pop? Clark. Amelia Clark, Clark yeah.
3: yeah,
0: yes, yeah, for her.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You get the uh, whole you uh, get the whole okay. the whole package in
3: yeah. season one. When she re-signed her contract and got more money, there was less boobies, but she in the first couple of seasons she's like it was boobies a all lot. everywhere. Yeah. Alright. Sold. Sold, I'm in. We just showed how shallow
1: this pool
0: is.
3: Alright,
1: alright, guys. So uh episode number twenty three um decided to do something a little bit different here as well.
0: Well, I feel like we didn't decide to do it different. I feel like just, it's it, no, it's what no you have around to around we it. have to do right. There's no way around it. It's the uh, what you do for twenty three.
1: All right, so I'll start off. Michael Jordan, his airness, MJ, uh, won a national championship with UNC in 1982. He was drafted third overall uh, in 83. Um, excuse me. Behind uh,
0: Sam Bowie. And Sam fucking Bowie. And who else? Oh God. Yeah, I don't know the other I. Name. Know this. You do know it. Not no. Um,
1: uh, Hakeem Elijah. Oh shit! Yeah, who went first
0: over? Okay, that's that's understandable. And you know what? The Rockets got two rings from it, so I'm sure you know if they didn't get Michael Jordan. They may have felt bad for about it for a while, but they got two rings with Hakeem Olajuwon. They got one of the great players of all time. Um, the Sam Bowie one is the unfor- unforgivable. Buzz. Yeah,
3: he had so much upside though. But he definitely wasn't. I'm so mad at myself for not getting that. It's my basically my two favorite players of all time in the NBA.
1: Six time NBA champion, um, two three peats. Uh, retired in 1993 after the first three peat to start a career in minor league baseball. Um.
3: It was just dumb move on his own. Oh, dumb. That's, I when you said, ego, um, that's when his ego got the best of
1: it. Uh, he came back to the Bulls in 1995. Well, it was kind of a tribute to his father, too, because it, baseball it, was no. his dad's So, guys,
0: this was forced good. by uh, David Stern. Uh, this is like the, the story that nobody Correct. knows. But David Storn, Stern said, listen, with your gambling problems, I'm either going to have to suspend, suspend you or, you or you're going to have to take a break here. Yeah. And that's because no player just leaves in the middle of what he's doing and just stops and goes plays minor league baseball on a bus in the middle of Alabama for two years. You just don't do that. And
3: the fans, if they suspended it, the fans of the league would have been in an uproar over that (sighs) and they would have lost their ratings for sure.
0: Well, because at this point, because when it happened, Michael Jordan... Had already become the icon that he is. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, he had yeah. already become the shoe brand, the, the behind the face behind Nike. He'd already become the new Jerry West, basically the the league logo everyone identified with. He'd USA me. Basketball. So Michael Jordan had already has become Michael Jordan, and for that to happen, that would be a, a stain on basketball so big. They just he couldn't have it. it right. You know, it would have been worse than the Tim Donaghy referee scandal. So. Right. I think that they worked out a deal and said, Michael, you just step away for a little while and uh, go do something else, and baseball was it.
1: Okay. (laughs) He came back to the Bulls in 1995, leading them to another three-peat, 96, 97, 98. And then he retired again in 99, but returned for two more seasons with the Wizards. um, Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was bad. He is a six-time NBA Finals MVP, five-time NBA Most Valuable Player, two-time Olympic Gold Medalist, 14-time NBA All-Star, 10-time All-NBA First Team NBA Defensive Player of the Year in 1998, nine-time All-Defensive First Team NBA Rookie of the Year, 10-time NBA Scoring Champion, three-time NBA Steels Leader. Uh, His jersey is retired uh, with the Bulls, the Tar Heels, and the Miami Heat as well. What? But I don't know, man. That's what Wikipedia told me. Maybe they're fucking with me because of LeBron James.
3: I have to look into that. i never, I never heard of that. It makes no sense. Right. It makes no sense. Well, right. There's maybe no the t- tie to him whatsoever right. to that team. Yeah, 23's retired. No, no that's, I mean, that's weird. I have I to look into that. that.
1: Yeah, I, uh,
0: think, I think there's a Wikipedia lie there.
3: I
1: can, I can only go with what I'm being told here. Okay. 32,000... Two hundred and ninety-two points, six thousand six hundred and seventy-two rebounds, five thousand six hundred and thirty-three assists, averaged thirty points a game, uh, star of Space Jam. Um, and Second best
3: pro basketball movie ever. <laughs> What's number one for you? Who's for your lo- baby? For love and basketball.
1: Fuck um, that.
3: <laughs> Airbud. <laughs>
1: um You know, just an icon. I I am not a basketball guy, and I, as a child, idolized Michael Jordan, as did every child. Um, So do we
0: know how many seasons Michael Jordan played? Like, full seasons. So he came in in 84, and he retired when?
1: Came in in 83. uh, 83 to 93. No, or excuse me, eighty-three to. No, you retired in ninety-three. Oh yeah, but because of the then office, he came back. Right, right. So then that he ta- took two years. years off. Then ninety-six to ninety-nine, took another two years off.
0: Okay, so what's that? Eighteen years.
3: Seventeen or eighteen, from what I remember. I can't remember exactly That's off top of my head. All
0: right, let's not try to do math on the show. No, Tiger Woods.
3: All right,
1: <laughs> do you wanna?
0: Alright, so the, <clears throat> I guess once you talk about Michael Jordan, I guess the natural progression here is, is uh, you have to talk about LeBron James, who, who was number six, but um, Michael Jordan was always his idol and he changed his number. Mm-hmm. Wait, so he was, he was six with the Cavs, right? And when did he change? LeBron change to 23? Was it with the Heat or was it with the Cavs? When he went back to the Cavs a second time, right? right 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 right. because with the heat he was six right yeah so he felt i guess he felt he was worthy at that point of winning 23. so michael jordan was always the benchmark for lebron james lebron james has three rings but i think more importantly so three nba championships more importantly he has six nba finals losses granted not all of them can be directly attributed to lebron james but lebron james is three and six in nba finals that's just facts, and Michael Jordan is 6-0 and in NBA Finals, and for me, that trumps all other arguments, um, but we'll continue on. LeBron James is a three-time Finals MVP, four-time League MVP. So how many times was Jordan the League MVP? Because That's one other argument you can make there. Six-time, right? Six-time League MVP for Michael Jordan? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's something right there as well, I think, in Michael Jordan's favor. Um, Five-time, excuse me. Five-time, so five-time MVP. Six-time all-NBAs, five-time MVP. Okay, so going down the list, we have 15-time All-Star for LeBron James, 12-time NBA First Team, which is something. Five-time NBA Defensive First Team. Of course, he was Rookie of the Year in 2004. He was a 2008 scoring champion, so uh, LeBron James was never really the... You know the scoring, the scoring threat that I think Michael Jordan was. You know Michael Jordan could straight out, flat out score the basketball. But I think LeBron LeBron James can steer a
3: game. But I I think when it comes to clutch plays and just needing to get that two or three point, you know, bucket. I mean, there was no other person like Michael Jordan to find that that crease or that way to get open and and create the shot.
0: I think so. And the thing about so for me growing up, I, I know when you're younger, the nostalgia is different. But when you're growing up. There's something about it, like when I was young, it was uh, Michael, no, I'm sorry, it was Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, me growing up in New England or New Boston, I was a Celtics fan, Mm -hmm. so I always preferred Larry Bird, Um, and so there was that in the early 80s, and then came along, the. and and this is the thing, so then the teams always needed to get over the hump of the other teams, so then the Detroit Pistons came along, and for years they couldn't get over the Celtics hump, and even that one year where Bird steals the ball, and Dennis Johnson lays it up, you right. know, and they knocked the Pistons out. But then the Pistons, the next year, they did knock out the Celtics. So right. they overcame the Celtics. And then they had to play the Lakers, and they had to overcome the Lakers. So there was a progression there. And then while the Pistons were doing their thing, the Bulls had to had to Let's overcome the Madison. the bad boy Pistons. And right. that was Michael Jordan's. Initial hurdle. This is where he had to become a man a man So he didn't have Scottie Pippen early on in this and then Scottie Pippen took a lot of flack because he missed a big game Or um, in one of the in crucial game seven I think in a series because right. he was sick or something and Michael Jordan couldn't do it all by himself and they ended up losing to the Pistons And the other team that was giving the Bulls a hard time at the time was the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers, who had a very good team. Um, But then it all kind of came together in the late 80s when Michael Jordan hit that one clutch shot, which is the one where he hits from the The top of the key. The iconic one, I think it was over Craig Elo. And, you know, he turns around, he's jumping in the the air, doing the fist pump. That is what launched the Jordan, I Jordan think that we know today. You know, the shoes were out before then because he could the dunk. The shoes were out because he was the, the great dunker. The, the dunk contest, the, the with the Wilkins champion was out. The champion became yeah. at that point once he was able to get over the Cavs yeah. and then the Pistons and then, of course, win the finals. Finals MVP. Um, and and this
3: the is other something, thing, something to keep in mind too, Johnny. And this is the debate I always go to when it's about LeBron and Jordan. Is the style of the game back then, the level of intensity and the physicality of the game had changed so much over time? LeBron era be- began, and
0: like what that because guy had what to go late through 90s the nineties, did you'd beat the shit out those of each Knicks, other. You come on lane, lane, you're to pay a team. price. Yeah, the, those were there was basketball was too physical. The score was in the eighties and nineties, right? And then, and then those early Pistons of the early two thousands, those Pistons team, the, those the second bad boy right. era Pistons with Ben Wallace and those guys. So basketball was
3: struggling at that point. One of the most iconic moves is on the baseline against the Knicks where he he fakes reverse, rolls back towards the baseline, dunks on Ewing stands over, over him, him and starts yes. fist pumping in his face. Yeah. So then, so I mean it was just like you can't get away with what you can and that's most sports nowadays with the with the exception of hockey which we've all talked about it's leaning that way nowadays too. Hockey's gotten softer yeah. too. Yeah. But it's just like when you talk about the space you have to give players in the NBA, the fact that you can't trap or play zone, can't touch them, you can't get anywhere near them. Yeah, it's a different. Did you game see that?
0: On a side note, like we'll get into this later when we get into the playoff talk, but did you see the way that Ricky Rubio had to play James Harden last night, and the way that Utah was trying to defend the stupid. Harden on yeah. the, on the left give hand him side? Just on the right hand it, side. I mean, there were so many problems, but the, just the way that they were forced to defend him because the rules prevent them, prevent you from guarding straight up these days. Anyway... But he's the best about flopping. when he, Once
3: you get in his little soft zone, he throws, these flares that off-elbow yeah. and creates a shot and always gets
0: to the free-throw line. So we'll get, we'll get on a sidetrack, but getting back to the MJ versus Jordan debate, for me it was always going to be hard for LeBron James to overcome Michael Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan, even when he won the, the National Championship at UNC, I feel like he wasn't the best player on that team. It was James Worthy. No, not at all. Right? He yeah. was James Worthy, he was in school for a couple of years, and uh, he, he wasn't Michael Jordan at UNC. No. Whereas LeBron James, he was anointed when he was a sophomore in high school at St. Vincent St. James. Right. This is the first time for LeBron, we, we as a public had never seen high school basketball games being broadcast on ESPN live. Right. Because LeBron James, you have to see this next great, unbelievable it. player, LeBron James. That was, and the he, bir- that was the birthing of the AAU area in uh, high school as well. And he was delivering, and then he continued to deliver. Which is the bi- the the most biggest most credit I can give to LeBron James is that he pretty much delivered and surpassed on all that hype. Which you, is you put that much <clears throat> hope into someone or anoint someone to be that good, almost always it turns out to be. A failure because no one can live up to that hype. It right. crashes and burns. But LeBron James has—you have to give him credit because he has lived up and he has surpassed it. However, he's not Michael Jordan, and I just don't—I right. just don't think he ever will
3: be. I mean, and I've been vocal, social media-wise, in these debates about greatest ever and stuff. And I'm, I'm like—I understand the conversation you have to have these conversations, a bit, but I also hate it for the fact that what we talk about is like how much the games change decade by decade in each sport, whether you're talking about. Baseball, hockey, baseball, football, um, but it's it's just so hard to say because like the rules in the NFL has changed so much. It's a wide open league, you're passing more, where the NBA, you can't play basically straight up defense anymore and be physical, so that game has changed. Baseball, all the leagues want balls more scoring. And this and that, steroid area, like there's all these little things that happen. Just
0: the bottom line is all leagues want more scoring. More yeah. scoring equals more eyeballs it is, it's, viewing. It's doing it's so. not a
3: sport as much as it is an entertainment business nowadays. But there
0: was a strategy behind defending the way in all the all the sports. There was a strategy in the defending a certain way. And even in the 80s, the games were still high-scoring... Yeah, you know what I mean. Like though, if you look back and watch NBA Classic and look at those, some of those, you know, playoff and finals games, they were in the 120s Yep. Yeah, so was, it was just a different kind of. It was
3: style, just more physical. Yeah, absolutely. And and if they needed to lock down and play, then you would turn around and have
0: like an eighty nine to eighty five game one night too. Okay, so if so, if you're taking, if you guys are taking a player to start a team and you have him for his entire career and you just start bar one, who are you taking? LeBron James or Michael Jordan, Marty? Michael Jordan. I'm starting a team. Nosto, as a neutral observer here?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not neutral because I love Michael Jordan and I hate LeBron James. Oh, and okay. and it, this this doesn't come from um, a perspective, a well-educated perspective, or, or even, you know, I, I haven't watched uh, a, a ton of LeBron James play, play basketball. I did, at the time, watch a lot of Michael Jordan because that's what was on TV, you know. And... Um, I've heard that there's kind of this funny dichotomy between Michael Jordan and and LeBron James, where Michael Jordan is incredibly likable in the public eye, but is an asshole in person, and LeBron James is just so horribly unlikable in so many ways. He
0: does it to himself, though.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And he appears to be arrogant and and he's the created, guy who
0: literally created a show on HBO to talk about himself.
3: He's
1: created
0: these super teams too, and I think that the decision, I'm um, sorry, the decision that he went on yeah. TV with Jim Gregg... that was stupid. That, 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 that would be my that will be a blemish on his career for for, long, for his for his entire life. Whoever is the person that told him that that was a good idea, yeah, should What's never be allowed to ever. do but that
1: job. To, to, I mean, but finish, what, to finish my thoughts, though, but he is like a, a very charitable and, yes, he is. and nice guy I've, I've heard nothing but and I believe the announcement that he made
3: when we talked about was about charity for the boys club in Cleveland as well so there I mean it was he just, built a freaking school
0: yeah. he has a school
1: yeah know and he all reports say that you know anytime he shows up to an event he's there early stays late you know doesn't do any of the prima donna stuff is nice to everyone says hi takes pictures does the whole thing so I don't know I'm still gonna go with Michael Jordan the, the
0: thing that rubs, is why I would take Michael Jordan as well. And I, the thing I think that rubs people the wrong way is the creation the decision and the creation of the super teams, where it is the players that we loved back in the day, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds, the Isaiah Thomases. Um, Anybody
3: you know. like Isaiah Thomas?
0: No, maybe not. But, Detroit did. But you can respect <laughs> them because you know what? They all they all stayed on the same team. Oh, I know. I mean, they, Patrick Ewing stayed on the same team. Yeah. Charles Barkley got traded, but that wasn't his morning, choice. Morning left. But, right. that, but I'm talking, but even right. before then, in the right. '80s, the all these guys, they <laughs> they were, they weren't like, oh, I'm never gonna beat Michael Jordan. I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna be able to overcome this. So I need to get together with Marty and Ernesto, and we're gonna build our own super team here that's to be the move. best podcast. <laughs> you know, like you know, they just he dealt with it. They all dealt with it, and I feel like well, that's a cop out for LeBron James, and I. I'm gonna fault him for it, and I don't like. And he continues to do it. When he went back to Cleveland, he went and made sure that he had. So Kyrie was there. He went and got Kevin Love because he didn't want Wiggins in the number one pick. And now he's going to the Lakers. He's trying to get Anthony Davis, and I feel like he pretty much shoved Magic Johnson out of the whole picture because build.
3: they wanted to get rid of Walton, and he wanted, to, and Magic wanted to stand stand beside Walton. It's LeBron's
0: team. Yeah, there's something to building and growing with your team, like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and those guys. Growing together and overcoming the Cavs and the Pistons, and then winning those finals. I, there's something I, to that to me. I think, besides
3: Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich, Jordan and, um, good Lord, Phil, Phil Jack. Jackson. Wow, did I go blank right there? Probably had one of the best player coaches' relationships of all time. You know, then you can throw him. He
0: embraced the triangle. So, and the, that's the other thing. It was it's around. And it. So they they were good with Doug Collins, but they yeah. couldn't get over the hump right. with Doug Collins as coach. So they let him go in what 87, 88, and then bring in Phil Jackson, bring in the triangle offense. And you think Michael Jordan, who's a scoring champ at the time, wants to go into this new offense? No, but he embraced it because, and right. it led to championships. And that's another thing.
3: I, I feel like Jordan makes everybody around him better. I don't think that's necessarily the case about LeBron.
1: I think I LeBron think he is, does though. I think well, that's does. sort of playing itself out right now. No, you're
0: right. But I do think my... Because... Granted, he's all shit. I think as an overall player, I think um, LeBron James... You know, has better attributes, but a guy who I want to be my the guy the guy with the ball at the end of the game, the guy leading me to victory in a game. Of course, I'm going to take Michael Jordan. But if I want to compile a bunch of stats and and you know, good overall game, offensively, defensively, and stats, I'll take LeBron James. He's but, a
3: physical freak, and, and and that's one thing I give him over Jordan. What he can do inside and outside of the paint is amazing. But with what Michael could do and create on on a creative level is far different, and his will his will to want to win.
1: So what I've kind of noticed just from the eye test is that LeBron kind of just forces things in and Michael Jordan, there was like an artistry and a creativity there where he would trick you basically. And early on,
0: Michael Jordan wasn't a good three-point shooter. You know, the three-point line had just come into the league in the early 80s and he developed a three-point shot and to the point where he got so good at it in the NBA Finals against Portland when he hit six right. in a row and he shrugs his shoulders like, I can't miss from three-point land. He became a good three-point shooter, and LeBron James has done the same thing. But Michael Jordan was lethal, lethal with the ball in his hands at the end of the game for the last shot, and LeBron James got to the point where he was good at it, but I still don't think he got to the level Michael Jordan
3: got at the end even, of the game. Even at his peak, I don't always on the ladder in his career talking about LeBron. There'd probably be at the time four or five other players I'd pick when it came down to a game-winning shot
0: that I wouldn't pick him. I'd right, pick Ray Allen game. had to w- help win him a championship Absolutely. by shooting that big shot at the end of the finals that, yep. for a second ring. James Harden, you know, a lot of, I
3: mean, I just can think of like four or five players already that I wouldn't. I he would needed just, that Ray Allen shot or he yeah. might
0: not have another ring. So,
1: all right, gentlemen. That Mm. was twenty three minutes of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. That really twenty three minutes. It was really. I like it. Well, there we go.
0: I mean, you could go on and on with this with this debate because they're they're both. It's gonna still go on and on. They're both great lifetimes, and we're lucky to have seen both of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Woo! All right, moving on.
3: Uh, My adjusted twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, golfers don't have numbers, but I felt it was a good time to. give Tiger Woods the number 23 because we're talking about goats. Um, I'm definitely going to put this guy right there. Um, Tiger Woods, what he did yesterday, um, and I'll even go back, what he started to do towards the end of last year to be in the top 30 players to make the PGA Championship at Eastlake and to go on to win that tournament, created the body of work uh, and give him the mindset that he could have a year this year. Did, going into the Masters this week, did I think that this man was going to win? I think we previewed the show, the Masters, last week. I said his putting has been a little bit off. Um, I think he could and compete, was. and it, it, it was. It was a little bit.
0: Uh, but talk about... But he was ninth on the money list, though, right? So it, it was kind of no,
3: trending, he's still, well, t- well, trending to six. towards
0: this in the last couple of years, right? Right. I get it. Like a chance at happening? Yeah. What was he, 15-1? Uh, to one? He was
3: 20-1. 20-1. To, to, to going in. Um... You know, and we're talking about the field yesterday that he faced and, and talking about that mentality that, that I'm not going to give up. I'm going to find my moments. I'm going to take advantage of it. That Jordan-esque kind of quality. Um, that's what he showed yesterday. Molinari was just a beast in this tournament. He went 49 straight holes, Johnny, without a bogey.
1: When Tom Brady is tweeting about how consistent Mullinar is, you just are, jumping on it. It's the one day you know Tom Brady says he well. sits on the
0: couch and doesn't do anything. His no, one I, day off. I know. I th- oh yeah, I'm Brady's one day on the couch watching. Him. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, no. I thought it was impressive as well. And for me, I thought for Tiger, the one thing is that in all of his other major victories, he's always been the front runner. He hasn't faced any Adversity. He's always gone into Sunday with the lead. Nobody to challenge him. And it's kind of like. Yawn, okay, we know Tiger's winning. Nobody's gonna catch him. It's over. Great. There was no there's there's no back and forth there. It's just okay, taking once. Take it, no, on. Once he had take it on Tiger. But for me what was impressive and we'll get to what I didn't like. For me what was impressive was he came back in this one. They would, the comeback was actually a comeback in this. Right. And then once he saw that he had it, he played smart instead of playing stupid because he knew the course. He knew he, the course so well. He played it over 100 times in his career.
3: The par 3 on 12, that was the biggest turning point right there. Molinari's going for the flag stick, He ends up in the water. Fanu goes to the right, left side of the tee box, Try to take the A and Is it Fanu? Fanu? Yeah.
2: Why don't take
3: Fanu?
1: Because that's <laughs> way it's spelled.
3: It looks like five. <laughs> Welcome to me and hockey. I was low Welcome key for, the, for, that you said, for that. and time. he's a great guy. Do you know the story behind him last year? The little sidetrack is when he plays in the par three competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was dislocated sick. his ankle, that was but sick. still popped it in yeah, and finished. Yeah, his. that was sick. Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, Quick you know, pause. Do you see the uh, the security guard almost um, sweep the, the leg? Sweep well, the leg. Johnny. Was it on Thursday? Yeah. Kind of. Takes off a tiger at a dead sprint.
3: Well, what he was trying to do after that great shot is trying to get back into position as a security guard to keep the crowd off his back, and by fault slips on the wet grass and nearly takes the guy's Achilles out. Could
0: you imagine? And did you also, that, that did run, you also that see? <laughs> did you also see um, Michael Phelps? Um, uh, right behind him. Right behind Everywhere him. On 15. On was on 15, 15. He followed him the whole day yesterday. Oh, he did. Because yeah. on 15 he was like. They're all up and just like right behind him, and you can see him. He had security clearance to follow him the whole round. This crazy look on his eye.
3: (laughs) One goat watching another.
1: He was probably all stony baloney.
3: Um, But going back, you know, twelve. You know, he plays far left. Doesn't even get near. Either he's he's going to end up in the bunker, or he's going to be far left and still be in a two putt situation where two guys, a little bit more inexperienced, trying to go for the kill, make a mistake, and give him the window to get back in. Molinari officially gets on 15, which he takes is, pretty much himself out of this second shot hits a branch goes right into the water um, Just grabbed a little bit too much on his loft um, But the whole body of work Johnny To talk about this is like The guys he beat yesterday the Justin Rose the DJ's the Molinari Kopka, Copka Deshambeau, Shafley, these guys got into the sport because of this guy And they openly talk about it and you're beating eight out of the top 15 and coming into this it's it just says a lot to me about this guy's sure will to get back in the game and to be relative
0: relevant again and he was able to make them all wilt which is something nobody thought he had anymore he, he right. was able to make them all to put the pressure on the field under pressure which is something we used to see at a tiger you which know everyone else used to' It's always up, been
3: Outside advantage for him too, because you talk about the galleries that follow a tiger, the roars when you hear it across the way, you
0: know he's, he's going up the leaderboard. It there was so much pressure on those guys. Period yesterday, where he stepped on the, I don't know who the guys were, but he went up on the green and was kind of like, all right, let let that's go, guys, and it was kind of, I don't know what the protocol is on on this, whether that's bush league or or what, but he he stepped on the green and was kind of like alright guys, let's go, or like, I'm here, but I don't know, like, it wasn't his It wasn't his turn yet, but he right. just, like, announced his presence, and he stood on the green while other guys there, were going. There's
3: gamemanship and little subtleties in the game kinda of golf like,
0: to kind of, like, show your stature and try to speed the game. So that's okay? It's okay. Because right, I, I don't know, but it, to me, yeah. it was like, oh, wow, this is guy's uh, playing I mean, mind games. And... You want to play at your
3: pace in the game, especially when you're doing well because having to wait or having somebody who stands over their ball forever takes five practice swings and, and slows it down to their level, it really messes with, with your head and your patience because you are just you just like to have this natural rhythm like right. any other sport. Like You're just trying to stay in it. You want to address the ball, just go through your, your progression. Um, we're talking about a guy in 2008. Wins the U.S. Open on torn the torn Achilles. He has a huge neck injury in two thousand ten. The scandals start to happen.
1: That Which I liked always,
0: in two thousand eight. I, I did like that in two thousand eight.
1: Yeah. Wasn't like uh, wasn't two thousand eight an ACL? Yeah, that's it. It, it was a knee. You said Achilles. Oh, I'm
0: sorry, ACL. Sorry.
3: It was. the, it, 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 the Achilles the came later. Yeah. Right. Uh, neck injury. That's where kind of the you know him falling off, getting in trouble, the, the pills. A lot of things are happening. spring MCL in two thousand eleven. That's where the Achilles comes in as well um Achilles injury again in 2012 and then we go into three back surgeries in 2014 to 17 and at this point you know going into last year is like can he win can he compete in a major of course he can win a tournament or here but can he stand toe-to-toe with the top 10 in the world can he can he just be relevant again and I think he's always thinks he's had the skill to do it I just don't he thought that he ever believed he could honestly really do it again be healthy and you know going watching the rinaldi interview yesterday and just talking about how after the second round he just it's something switched and he was right there and of course tiger's gonna make it dramatic and talk about his dad and so you know say that you know he's hearing all these sayings in his head and and doing those things and and granted that's what says works for him i can't discount the guy for what he's done i got emotional Coming off the victory yesterday, hugging his son right where he hugged his father Earl in 97, you know, 22 years
0: in the making. Um, I have one more good thing to say. Yeah. But right, before, right as that moment was happening, before it was happening, I thought Jim Nance did a phenomenal job of letting that moment play out from when he hit the putt. he let He, he didn't speak for two no. minutes. Two minutes and he, he, went, the, he let he let the crowd yeah. and, the, the and the actions just kind of speak for itself so on a broad, on a televised broadcast to, for an announcer to not speak for two minutes is like that's like whoa That you don't do that you don't do that right. but i thought it was very impressive he just he know he knows he, he's so good at what he's doing he knew to just let it play out and not say a word and it was perfect it was funny because they were interviewing Shoffley
3: because they interviewed right when, when they come off and he was in the group ahead. you usually have somebody interviewing that's still with the same paper same still with the same network you have two people still following, mm-hmm. and you have people like talking to the players. there's maybe like three or four people in there talking to Shoffley because even the second backup people
0: wanted to do the interviews wanted to be out there to see the final moment. Um, I really but, liked Brooks Kepka too. he spoke afterwards, and him and Tiger seemed to be friends and um has, I don't know golfers very much, yeah, but I, I'm a, I, I'm a fan of Brooks Koepka now. I like him. He's well, one of the best in the world, for sure.
3: Um, he's got pretty much almost the same temperament as, as Tiger. Um, I know so we don't like Kuchar,
0: right? Kuchar is a guy we don't like.
3: Well, he's been a little. Oh, little he's screwing. the non-tipper, he's a,
0: right? He, he's the one didn't tip, it, tip right. his Tip uh, his standing the Mexican, caddy. The Mexican yeah. standing caddy. But shorter wasn't than five, he got five grand? Shorter than five grand. He corrected it later on after the fact because he yeah, took so much. What you call for it. out? Where are you going to do? But is he the one Mickelson was making fun of the other day, saying that if if he made a bet with him, he'd only pay 06 percent? of it. <laughs> yeah. Was that Mickelson was
1: talking about? <laughs> yeah. I thought so. Yeah, um, Cuz he's driving up Magnolia Lane.
0: Just to wrap it up, you know
3: six. Out of the top 10, he beat in the world. Eight out of the top 15 in the world that he beat. Um, 80th P.J. Tour win uh, came at East Lake in the final last year, and he gets his 15th major. Um, don't he want to start the discussions? Can he tie uh, Nicholas with 18 of the majors? He's he's a few, he's a few ways away, but. It kind of slipped out of my mouth a few weeks ago that I think Tiger would win two majors this year, and I wanted to retract to one, but mm-hmm. I, there's two left. I, I don't see why he couldn't win a second one. Yeah. The way he's roaring right now, the way he's rolling in. I, I, I slept with my golf bag last night. I spooned the shit out of that thing. There some yeah, because your
1: girlfriend was pissed that you watched golf all day. She was away. <laughs> she was on vacation, probably at the right
3: time. She went away with her mom's, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some definitely some questionable stains on that bag this morning. Let's just say the whole bed was a water hazard. And uh, I was to- choking on Tiger all night, so I got some questionable hairballs to cough up today. So oh, I've been Alright, God.
1: God. <laughs> so we're gonna do we're gonna do the strawberry shortcake version of this Tiger Woods jerk-off session. And John, would you please punch Marty in the face?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Alright, this coverage is making me sick. This comeback story thing, like, give me a freaking break, okay? First of all, wait, before we get into this, do you know I waited on Tiger Woods in 2006 as a waiter so at Roots? So it's Ru- personal. At, no, it's not at all. At Roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like He okay. coutured your ass. This the was cell. before everything. No, no, he was fine. Um, in 2006, I was a waiter at Roots Crest Steakhouse in Providence, and he was playing at. Um, i don't know it was somewhere in massachusetts i think it was like seacock mass or something it's tpc probably right? yeah it's it was like it was in of september or, or um it was either late august or september. late august um anyway he was down there with somebody else just wearing sweatpants um you know got to steak dinner he's not drinking like 200 dollars check which is average for two people um fine tip you know it was fine N- not very personable whatsoever at all just you know whatever but it's like you know everyone's like whoa tiger woods <laughs> but it th- I waited on a lot of celebrities back then, so it yeah. wasn't that big of a deal. Not a big deal. Anyway, um, isn't Tiger Woods kind of a jerk though? Don't like isn't he kind of? as he learned though? Has he gotten better? Because he's gotten a lot better. Okay, now he, humility ha- humility has definitely set in through these injuries,
3: and his personal mistakes have caused him to you know reflect right, on nope. his behavior over the, over the years.
0: His comeback. Now he cheated on his wife. Okay, he was addicted to pills. His doctor was busted for prescribing pills. Um, so he was taking PEDs, uh, which led to his back problem, uh, drove over a fire, fire hydrant, uh, DUI. So I'm just saying, all this, these things that he's come back from have been self-inflicted. Um, <clears throat> this isn't Ted Williams coming back from fighting four years, flying a plane in World War II during the uh, height of his Good career. Good lord. What's that? Good lord. Well, the coverage would make you seem that, that this, this is what's happened. So it's not Ted Williams coming back to fight, fighting from in the, in the Korean War or World War II. Um, and it's not even what um, Jack Nicholas did in 1986, because like I said earlier, Tiger Woods is what, 10th, 9th, 10th on a money list? And it's been trending towards this. So you could see this coming. It was only 20 to one odds, um, which isn't too too crazy. Um, Jack Nicholas came back in 1986 when he was 46 years old. He came out of nowhere to win that one, like nowhere. Like it was out of the blue. And even on the back nine, he shot a minus six to come back and win it at 46 years old. So, I don't think it compares to what Jack Nicklaus did in 1986. With um, his
1: son on the bag, too. What a moment. Yeah. So, I'm
0: just saying his comeback, isn't his comeback from what he did to himself?
3: There's a little... There's I... I Put that on social media yesterday. That there's a little degree of like of self-infliction of what he's done to himself, but the back injuries and the pain, lying yes. to his
0: children, cheating on his <laughs> wife. All right, well, seeing how he his hugs doctor his daughter getting busted inside, for prescribing him Peds. I'm
3: not saying the guy is DUI. the epitome of being the best human being in the world. All I'm saying, and I kind of put it yesterday, that he's kind of like my Buddha because this is my favorite sport to play and watch. And I, I like him because of the fact that he is human. He has made plenty of fucking mistakes in his life. Okay. But yet he has battled back through mistakes. adversity to do that. And, yes, that, that comeback came late last year for him to qualify and win at Eastlake. And, yes, it put him in odds. And you always got to keep pretty good odds with Tiger at the Masters. He's always really he knows how to play that course. It's his favorite tournament to play. So you always got to put him there whether he's going to you know, win or not, which a lot of people didn't think he was going to do the field, the journalists, that you know, Vegas, nobody really had this guy winning. All I'm saying is this is not just coming back from a knee injury in football and leading your team to the Super Bowl because you have a cast around you. It is on you and everything is on you and your caddy to get through that tournament, through that field of players. And what this the field of players in this in this sport today is probably the strongest it's probably been since the Nicholas era. I was gonna say dude, the field that Nicholas overcame, right? Was and the fact impressive. that this field is so strong, and he has a lot to do with building these
0: people around him because he created such a phenomenon around the sport. It's good for golf. I'm not gonna say it's it's not a good story. It is a good story. I just want to pump the brakes on the the story that it's become right. or becoming. I'm just like, let's take a second here and take a step back. And but I but it is good for golf. I'm saying that because people will watch golf now it's like you like you said these golfers a lot of them came into golf because they watched Tiger Woods people will watch um, i just hope that this guy is actually a changed person now because that's what he's always oh he's always been the jerk and who, all of his his jerk tendencies came out he was busted and yeah. you know he went through all this adversity because of himself so you know a good comeback story from adversity is is always a good thing but now let's keep it going. You a know, what I mean? ships, let's let's yeah. keep the good ship Lollipop running smoothly here, and let's not go back to being a complete right. and jerk. a lot of ships keeps it, You know, lose their
3: course. You know, losing his father and, and not being relevant and falling apart and being constantly injured and, and getting addicted to certain things and making bad decisions. Yes, that will always tarnish him in a certain way in the sport. But the fact that I've just never understood the love for him because
0: I've never understood all the love for him. I mean, unless it's just the play on on the golf course, because for me as a person, you know, he has he's as a person he's kind of unlikable to me the way LeBron James is unlikable, Um, but he's made more mistakes than like a LeBron James has. So let's just say the general public views every
3: golfer is an asshole. I want (laughs) to. It's a privileged sport in a lot of ways, and they they do it that way.
0: But anybody. Brooks Kaviko seems really nice.
1: So I want to address two things. First thing, to what you just said, um, I think the the fact that he's a player of color too and he's risen to such prominence in a sport of privilege uh, has given a lot of hope to uh, kids who, you know, can't afford... To be a member at a club, they have to work at a club so that they like can. An Arthur Ashe for tennis. So they can so they can practice on their. Uh, I don't want
3: to say one thing when you're done. But on you the, on
1: their off days, I just wanted to um, to float a scenario out to you. What what do you think of this? So, okay. since Tiger's first fall, you know, a decade or so ago, mm-hmm. when he kind of fell off, and <clears throat> you know, golf really lost a ton of popularity in that time, and golf has really struggled. To make stars, I wonder if Tiger coming back into uh, prominence and, and now that he is at the top of the game um, and he's at the top again, the next star that comes around and can beat him at the top of his game, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of a passing of the torch moment and golf will be able to heal from just having its superstar sure. just disappear. As opposed to, uh, you know, having a passing of the torch situation. And,
3: and the PGA has to be licking its chops because they have, you know, five to ten players that could be that person. It could be Kofka, it could be Justin Rose, it could be uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan
0: Spieth, DJ, talk about DJ, he's tarnished. He like had a cocaine L- thing Rory. with Gretzky's. Do we like Rory yeah. McIlroy? My mom really seems to like Rory, Rory McIlroy. He's a good
3: kid. He's just he's just not consistent. You it's know? fun to
1: say Rory McIlroy. Nike, Nike, with me. Nike really, don't roll Nike
3: really hard, jumped in on him hard, pushed him, signed him to a contract, and he just really has not. He's he's won some majors. He's won some big games. He just hasn't been but consistent. He's kind of he a little bit lately, he right? He does. He he puts unwarranted, unforced errors and, and pressure on himself. But One thing I wanted to say about Tiger too. He. The guy shot out like a cannon. He was a three-time amateur uh, champion up until 96. Was signed by Nike. A golfer signed by Nike before being professional, which was unheard of. He's
0: like LeBron James. It's,
3: yeah, and then uh, two years later to go and win the Masters. One of the as toughest tournaments. No, I mean, he won as an amateur, but also in two years won as a professional in 97. Um, I mean, the guy just shot I mean, the, the phenomenon around him is, I remember like being in high school, this kid coming out of Stanford was like, whoa, I kind of like watching golf, I kind of understand golf, because I played here and there, but now I really want to play golf, I really want to watch golf. The ratings just boosted in the late 90s like nothing else. He's like LeBron when he James, in, living up to the hype. Right, and when he got in trouble, and when Nike dropped him, their profit share went down by 16%, and then two years later turned around and re-signed him to $40 million again in, in 2015. So... He has, he is a force to be reckoned with uh, in so many different ways. But, yes, Johnny, I, I know where you're coming from. It's a love and hate situation. He's hes not a Tom Brady where it seems like he's perfect on every level. And I'm not saying that to be rude. I'm no, saying, people hate Tom Brady. But, I I hate, like but that's, that's a different kind of hate yeah. because they want him to be a human and make fucking mistakes. Right. And this guy just comes out as this clean champion who has the most, the hottest, you know, wife and the, And the best organization and the best family, like everything he touches, turns to gold. They tried to take him down. Where golfers, most most golfers are degenerate gamblers, drinkers, who want to be relevant but don't know how to be relevant. And here's this guy who says, I can fuck up in my life and still come back and work hard and be a champion. So there's a little bit of a, a just like, this commonality that you can feel like you can just kind of relate to in some ways as a human being. And at 43,
0: his body is... Jack, what's
3: it? He worked. He's been working his ass off. Clean this time around. Hmm. Clean. You test tested him. You tested him. Oh yeah, he tasted fine. <laughs> 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 okay. A blood uh, test or a urine test? <laughs> okay. On that note. No, no, no that note, let's just in there. We just talked about Tiger for 23 minutes.
1: <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about hockey for 23 minutes. Um, you could. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. Anyway, we
0: should be making up for the sports shows, which is lacking, and it's frustrating me. Yeah. But I understand, Tiger's, Why is tigers okay. taking over the world. We can't talk about it, anything else. Is something wow. unprecedented
1: happening, Johnny? I, the, I
0: think so. I think that this could be... I mean, if it happens in the next game...
1: Wait, are you talking about an impending sweep? Mm-hmm. I'm also, like, understandably... Devastated that the Penguins are about to get swept.
0: I haven't been able to watch your series as much as I wanted to. I have watched some of it in the first, the, the early part, like the first couple of games. I didn't get to see yesterday's game, unfortunately. Um, which I just assumed that the Penguins would come out and take. So you'll have to get into that one, but no, I'm talking about the other one. Apparently, which, they just want to play at a power play disadvantage this whole series, so that's which, why they're losing. Which is equivalent to Buster. Good analysis, the other right? one, it could be equivalent to Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson in Japan in 1991 when Mike Tyson was at the peak of his powers and nobody saw it coming. It was the middle of the night. And I, it would be that equivalent to me. And nobody's talking about it, so we should talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. So, the elephant in the room. Hey, I mean, I just,
0: you're right? the hockey guy, and this is the greatest regular season team of all time. Okay, granted, they're t- the wins, they have 62 regular season wins, which is tied with the Red Wings for the most all time. But this team was freaking... Unbelievable. His team is a wagon. They never lost more than two games in a row all season. And now suddenly they're down three games to none of the Columbus Blue Jackets. But weren't they one of the hottest teams coming into the playoffs? The Blue Jackets with these late additions? You think he's just gelling at the right time? They've put something together. I mean, so they may... And it's. Side note, the teams with the addition that made all the deadline, trade deadline acquisitions this year, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Vegas Knights, yep. Yeah. They're they're two, they look like they're on Stanley Cup collision course right now yep. after watching these two teams play. Didn't they score, I, I mean, talking about the Knights, out of every period score, like right away out of the first three, I mean, each period So. And the thing that we can, we'll get to the Knights later, but yeah. the thing about the Knights is that their first line mm. from last year... Um, now all the new acquisitions that make up the second line, which is like a Stone, Stasny, Stasny and, and Max Pacioretty. Yeah. Now it's they've got two unbelievable lines. So, but let's get back to Tampa Bay, Columbus, and what the hell is happening here? And so, game one, period one. We, you know, I'm at work. I see the scores three nothing Tampa Bay in period one. Right off the bat, they come out banging. It's like.
1: Okay, here, Jesus Christ. Just, 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 like just, NBA,
0: just like the NBA, this is going to be the Golden State Warriors invitational. When everything else is irrelevant. I text you, I'm like, this is going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning invitational. They're just going to uh, steamroll their way to a Stanley Cup this year, you know, and that's that. But no, suddenly something turned. Columbus came back. Bob- Bobrowski stood on his head. He turned into Bobrowski, who.
1: Regular season, bro. We know it can be seen. unbelievable, and he yeah. was
0: unbelievable in that game one. And they fought back, and they tied it up, and then they took the lead, and they stole game one. And it was like, well, okay, but we've seen Tampa Bay lose game ones before, like last year in the second round, they lost to the Bruins game one at home at Amalie Arena. So whatever, you, you know, you want to win game one, but we've seen Tampa lose game ones and be okay, right? Then they lose game two. What was it, four to one? Mm-hmm. What, like, that is – so that's where – So be, the, first, like, the
1: first game they lost in overtime was, like, holy – or no,
0: sorry. No, they lost – no, the third period they gave up a uh, winning goal with, like, five minutes to go, and then they held. But, yeah, game two, they just came out and – So what I'm hearing is that Tampa Bay hasn't played a real meaningful game almost all season – like, uh, they haven't played a playoff-intensity-style game almost all season – They've just been cruising with all their talent, and their talent's very good, but they haven't had to raise their level of intensity, and if anything, maybe it's plateaued or it's gone down a little bit. Meanwhile, Columbus, who's made all these trade deadline acquisitions, and when they first got these acquisitions, then they almost missed the playoffs, so they were struggling to find out where to put the pieces and how to make the pieces fit, mm-hmm. but somewhere along those last few weeks, John Tortorella, their coach, has... Put Each guy in the in the right position to succeed not asking too much He's just telling each guy what they need to do where they need to be and what they need to do to win And how they need to do it to win and they've come together and now Suddenly a team that almost missed the playoffs because they were you know confused They seem to have it all figured out. They've been playing up in level intensity because like I said, they almost missed the playoffs so they've had to play playoff intensity level games before the regular season ended just to get into the playoffs and now that they have the, all this talent and the, the pieces and the players and they know what to do and the coach who knows how to do it, I just, we, nobody thought that they could, Tampa the great Tampa Bay team could be taken down, taken out. And it's not over yet. It's not, and you know, we have seen in NHL hockey playoffs before, teams come back after being down 3-0. Granted, it hardly ever happens in sports in general. I, I but think it's not, happened not, f- four it, times. It, okay, so it can in happen hockey? in hockey. Yeah, I thought I saw it twice and it was like, Back in the '30s and 1920s You know, baseball—it's right? only happened once with the Red Sox coming overcoming the Yankees in 2004. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it has happened in NBA. I don't think it has. You know, that'd be almost. I, an I don't think it has. I'm, so
1: I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now, but okay. it reminded me of the thing I looked up earlier. Um, the Heat did, in fact, retire Michael Jordan's number. Explain. Um. Since you brought it up,
3: you had to tell us now. God damn it. We finished on 23 minutes exactly. You brought basketball. You brought I know, back I know,
1: up. I know, right? Uh, the Miami Heat are the other time to retor- retire Jordan's jersey. Um, Jordan won the game his jersey was retired at. It still, yeah. I don't know. They haven't um, You guys explained more keep, than that.
0: but You guys keep talking hockey. I'll look that up since I don't know shit
3: about
1: fucks. hockey. Fox Sports I says mean, just
0: it's true. As a as a non hockey fan, I mean, what does this seem like to you? Like this is this is unbelievable,
3: right? I
1: yeah,
0: I mean when when you guys are telling
3: me just when you talk about the, that kind of record in hockey, you talk, I mean even I from from a uh, long distance away watching the sport knew that Tampa Bay was a team to beat this year or the team not to be able to beat this year. Out of eighty two wins, right. And the goal differential was insane. But watching the game the other night and just seeing how well Columbus is playing in their first and second line, just how they, – they just are steadfast.
0: I just I never never thought this team would compete with them, and the fact that they're showing them out is incredible. They're cohesive. They're playing yeah. cohesive too. And you can see the Tampa Bay is losing their cool because Kucherov got suspended at the end of game two for a dirty hit. So he got suspended for game three. So, boom, their best player was out for game three, the first game of Columbus. The Columbus was rocking, yeah. and they just looked big. Fast, talented. They look smart, well coached, and it seems like it's ha- it's gonna happen.
1: So there have been four um, 3-0 comebacks. Um, oh my
0: God! one happened to the <coughs> Bruins? What yep. happened to the Bruins with the Flyers? Oh my God! Yeah, oh, don't remind me. <laughs> uh,
1: 2014. The Los Angeles Kings came back against the San Jose Sharks. This,
0: this is the team. So the, that, the Kings team. So this is the team that that Columbus team remi- will remind you of. Right. Because that team was the eight seed. seed. And right. and scrappy. The scrappy. And they came together. And they all kind of knew their role. And then they put it all together and went on to win the Cup. This Columbus team is very similar to that team. Right. Well, what would be more shocking? What the Golden Knights did last
3: year or Tampa Bay losing in the first round? Tampa Bay losing in the first round. No way.
1: No way. An expansion team going to the finals is this less This is the greatest is team of shock. all time. I don't know about that. I, uh, well, give me a second. Let me finish this. Pat my back Na- on slide, 1942, man. Toronto Maple Leafs you came back Vegas against bias. the Red Wings. And then in 1975, the New York Islander, Islanders broke the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins' heart, coming back 3-0. And
0: Vegas didn't even win last year. They just made the cup. So, like... And they... And,
1: so, so what I think is going to happen with this Blue Jackets team, we I think they're going to spend it all. I think they're going to spend it all against the Lightning. They're going to play out of their minds and have this euphoric moment and beat this team. And then I think the the Capitals will just fucking stomp them.
0: No, well, that wouldn't be until the the, the uh, conference finals. So the next round is gonna be Columbus will play the winner of Toronto and the Bruins. Yeah. And in this right, round, right, in the other I, round I, of the game, I, it's gonna be sorry. the Capitals so, against I'm sorry, the Islanders, which is what it looks like right now. Right, right. So then it would be Capitals Columbus if it gets
1: that. I think far. I think I think the Bruins are gonna to beat Toronto and I think that um, the Bruins will also Stomp the, what the Blue Jackets have going. So on. you're
0: not with me on this. On this, if they can complete this, you're not with me that this is just an unprecedented. It is unprecedented. no, it is un-
1: it is unprecedented. Upset. I think it's I think it's absolutely amazing. The- but I think it's going to be similar to what happened in uh, 2013, where their the Bruins sweeping the Penguins was a major upset, but they Back had nothing the fire, left yeah. in the in the tank going into the finals.
0: But what if they sweep them for nothing and then like the way that they're playing is they're just dominating these games. Um
1: You sweep them for nothing. They look like they figured something you out. You sweep them for nothing and then you have They look like they figured something out, don't they? They do. However And
0: doesn't the confidence of beating the greatest regular season team of all time give you something to advent- to keep going? Doesn't <laughs> to will you in the <laughs> give I, him I, the answer all right, he wants.
3: fine? He is good Whatever. about this. Uh, right, sweep no. the
1: leg, Johnny. Put him in submission. <laughs> no, I think I think they're absolutely going to fall in the second or the third round. Because if they came it's in, because
0: Columbus came into these playoffs, like, all right, we're happy to be here. Let's see if we can take one or two from the Lightning. You know, that would be something. That would be, But no, they've turned this series on its head, literally, with Bobrovsky and the whole team playing out of his Bobrovsky. mind. And if they continue this, and Bobrovsky's confidence keeps building along with the rest of this team, like. Like guys like Anderson, like, they've got big, fast, skilled guys who are all playing their right parts. And Duchesne is playing well, which yeah. is like, whoa, because he, he, he has totally,
1: totally proven me wrong, too. And he was one of the reasons why I thought they were not going they are, to. They are a scary looking team. Well so the, the Bruins had
0: to play this Columbus team three times in the last month. And they looked good. You know, the Bruins beat them once, but the other two times, Columbus looked really good. Even Christina, who doesn't watch much hockey, was watching the game with me. And when she noticed we were playing Columbus again, the Bruins, she was like, well, I don't like playing this team. They're, they're really good. Um, and So and she's got a little hockey You're like, knowledge. honey, stop talking so sexy to me. <laughs> you know, she can notice it. She played hockey in high school, so if she can notice it, Ooh. then I feel like that's something. Does that, Cooper get fired if Tampa Bay losing, fuck it loses yes, right?
3: You get come on.
1: They he, they just signed him to a three year extension.
0: But you can't do this can't happen.
3: I don't know. Any changes have to be made. I get playing it cool, but his press press conferences are like. Cool. That's his whole I'm thing.
1: That's his whole thing. I'm sorry, but like I don't know. I don't, Someone was saying... I don't, if you're
3: wanting something to change, shouldn't your personality a little bit change? If the right. consistency is that you're losing, the consistency is you should change the way you're fucking addressing the situation.
0: Especially since Tampa has always fallen short in the playoffs. But they haven't fallen this short. But they've always fallen short over the years. And they've yeah. come up short. And but not after this year. was they supposed this to be year. the year. This, this, this is supposed be, to be it. This can't right. be
3: it. But Alright, I'm officially putting you guys on the clock with hockey for the next five
0: minutes. Oh, that's good stuff, though. <laughs> You're going.
1: Um, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about the cadre shit.
0: Okay, so game one, Toronto comes out, and I think that Toronto was ready. thing we know the history; the Bruins always beat Toronto in the playoffs. They meet up again this year. Toronto comes in game one; they came in uh, ready, ready to go. Tavares and hit, get the. His line, they all played the Bergeron line, which is like, which is whoa, because last year the Bergeron, Marshan, and Pasternak line had 30 points in seven games and just totally killed, Tavares was on the team, but he killed. The, they killed the first line of Toronto last year with Austin Matthews, who was nothing in that series last year. So I think Toronto came in with a plan this year saying, all right, we got Tavares on line one, and we have to try to at least, at least have a stalemate with line one, with the Bergeron, with the with the, uh, what do we call it, the erection line, the perfection line that the Bruins have. They want to at least have a stalemate. In, line, in game one, Tavares and then they outplayed the Bergeron line and the Bruins didn't look like they were ready for the playoffs at all. They did not look like the Bruins or a hockey playoff game whatsoever. And I think that resting the Bruins players, their key guys in the last couple of games, um, that's not that wasn't good for them chara getting a break. He's older He said when he gets a break it takes him a while to get back going into in the gear so he like he's a guy who likes to keep on playing and Bergeron and Marshan, same thing. They should have just kept on playing anyway Toronto takes game one And game two in Boston Saturday night was a different story Boston came out with all the intensity and all the energy and they and they it, it's, it's almost unsustainable. So in the first period combined, the teams had 30 hits. when in game one, there were a total of 50 hits combined in, in the entire game. In period one, there were 30 hits combined. Um, so they, they came out on the attack. Debrusk, who's a second year player, went after Kadri, who was in his 10th year, which you don't see in hockey, so it was good for Debrusque to go after him like that. We saw Kadri get suspended for his hit on Tommy Wingles. Um, when he was on his knees last year in round one of the playoffs, and he Krip got pause. suspended Krip
1: three pause. games. So Kucherov got suspended for an almost identical hit, and I think that's also part of the reason why they lost that last game. They really could have used him in that third, that last third You're period. Right. They don't in, have much in ga- talent in in game, game three. The Yeah, but the the league's leading scorer I, I know, would I get be it. nice I'm to just, have I'm on your team. Yeah, you, but, but yeah. So, but that's an identical hit on the wall. Okay,
0: but this is Kadri's fifth time now. So he's a repeat offender. okay last year
1: I, I agree I agree with you in large in large parts, but it only counts for the past 18 months so
0: but well last year he got three games in this series and he, he took himself out of it because Tommy Wingles was on his knees. Right I,
1: I understand that but what I'm saying is is last year Kadri got three games mm-hmm. and Kucherov only got the one game.
0: Well Kucherov isn't a repeat offender.
1: Well Kadri wasn't at that point.
0: Yes, he was. This is his fifth time having to go to a player safety
1: office. Right, but it all, the a lot of that stuff had, had happened outside of the eighteen month window. I don't. So know So the much repeat offender repeat offender status only applies to the past eighteen months. I think
0: it has something to say because what's his name, Jonesy, on the on the broadcast? Was, what the hell's his name? Um, what's his first name? Jonesy. Um, Matt Keith Matt, Keith Jones. He says that Cadre should get ten games. I don't think it should be 10. I think it should be five. I think five is the is the call because you're a repeat offender. You got three games last year. It's a cross check to the head. Granted, it wasn't a deadly cross check to the head and Dabrowski is okay, which is great. We'll have him tonight. Um, but he was on the ice this morning, so we know he's, we're gonna have him tonight. Um, but the cross check to the head, you just can't do that. It was last year in the playoffs. He, he was taken up for three games. So it's gonna be at least three games, likely five. It's just the way it goes.
1: Yeah, and you're okay with one game for Kucherov? Yeah, because Kucherov isn't a repeat offender.
0: Anyway, so tonight we expect Kadri not to be playing. Um, I don't know if the Bruins can maintain the physicality in the way that they played in game two. That was insane. That was playoff hockey. Um, They needed it. They needed to come out and tie the series at home. I just don't know that they can keep it up in Toronto. I'm kind of hoping that Toronto gets... um, What Toronto does, they kind of choke a little bit at home, and Frederick Anderson chokes a little bit at home, um, and the crowd gets a little antsy, you know. Maybe, you know, because Toronto's got the great history of never being successful in the playoffs. So if the crowd gets antsy, the team gets antsy, Frederick Anderson, the goalie, gets antsy, then see if you can get up quick two zero, exactly. Get the Bluebirds out, exactly. Get a little get a little tendency in the net. But the first line has got to be able to do something. Yeah. And I thought the problem in Game One was. Cassidy, the coach for the Bruins, just kept rolling the same lines instead of mixing it up. And he did say after the game, you know, in the playoffs, you'll see the coaches will rotate players and mix up the lines. But he, Cassidy said that he only likes to do that when a player below on a lower line has earned the right to move up. When there nobody's playing well, he just he keeps it the same. So in game one, he kept it the same. And all the lines kind of got outplayed. Um, we did see Backus get scratched for game one yeah. he was in there for game two we're gonna see that again tonight he'll back he'll be in tonight um so that's a good thing krug's gonna to play tonight we saw that as well um i thought an underrated thing was um tukarask played well the other night 30 saves yeah um so hopefully he can keep that up tonight i don't know what are your thoughts as a neutral observer so, who do you like tonight
1: who do i like tonight I think the Leafs are going to have a hard time matching up um, without Nazem Kadri. He was really there, sort of ace in the hole mm-hmm. on the matchup front because the Bruins didn't really have anybody at that level uh, on their third line. Absolutely. So I think that's really where the uh, matchup problem. Uh, I th- I still think it's going to go six or seven games, but 100%. but now uh, I'm I feel fairly confident. Um, that it's there's no way that the Leafs are going to be able to uh, pull themselves out of this.
0: I thought Coyle played well in game two as well, scoring early, that early first goal to get the team on the board, and so the local kid did well. Yeah, um, I
1: texted you right when, you did. when that happened. Yeah. I said that's a huge goal from from a deadline acquisition.
0: So here's what you're looking at tonight. you got Marsh and Bergeron-Postenek at line one, DeBrusque, Krejci, and uh, the young kid Kuhlman on line two. Heinen, Coyle, and Bacchus, line three. Then Nordstrom, Achari, and Wagner, line four. Um, who's got to p- play better as well? I thought Achari, Achari is really slow, unfortunately, in, in this speed series.
1: Yeah. All right, so mercifully, uh, we don't have a lot of time to talk about my pens just getting the shit beat out of them this entire series. Um, this It's like 2013 all over again where I don't recognize the, the team on the ice. Um, nobody's playing. Um, nobody's playing like they should. It, we. It seems like we've got this idea that we're still the young, fast team from 2016, and um, we're not. And we're still trying to play that way, and it's not working. What and are the
0: Islanders doing? Barry Trotz's
1: trap is is unbelievable. And you mentioned this uh, in we're the having, preview last week. Yeah, he, ha-
0: he knew. Mm-hmm. How to how to approach the, the Penguins. We're having a
1: hard time figuring out how to get the puck through the neutral zone with speed um, which leaves the other option of dump and chase and when the goaltender has a lot of confidence and the forwards are a step behind you can't get the position down low and then cycle because um, they just chip it back up the boards. You're not seeing a lot of um, sustained offensive time for the Penguins, and our our stars just aren't uh, aren't scoring. Uh, we're getting beat to pucks. We're not getting the bounces. You know, it's it just uh, just does so often. Hockey, just watching it, you're like, it doesn't feel like this is going in the right direction. You know, and it's that's just you can kind tell of when like, the ice is
0: tilted a certain way. Exactly.
1: You know, it's it's like just, last
0: night watching the Vancouver San Jose game. That was like well... Why did I pick you San Jose? Vegas? Oh, yeah, Vegas, San Jose. Why did I? I was like, Why did I pick San Jose? They don't have a chance in this series, right?
1: Right. So, that's what's happening, and um, you know, it's it's kind with this is this is sort of amazing to see um, two really. You couldn't have predicted these series would be potential sweeps at this point. Do you think the
0: Penguins get Game Four? I do. At home, they have to. I I hope so. I
1: I hope so. There's a lot of champions on that team. I agree. Um, I don't think it's a lack of effort, and I don't think it's a lack of talent. I think it just hasn't been going our way, and and the Islanders have just been so hot. They have, you know, the hockey mojo. The the hockey gods are smiling upon them right now, and you know, good for them. I think. I think if they do beat us, um, as far as the Eastern Conference goes, uh, I'll probably throw throw my lot in with them and want to see them... Miles the ...make an extended run.
0: Whoa, not Columbus, huh?
1: No, I fucking hate the Blue Jackets.
0: There's something about Torts. Torts?
1: I fucking hate John Tortorella. It's just
0: something about him. I mean, yeah. just, he's such a psycho weirdo, like, lunatic.
1: I yeah, and, and, you know... I don't want to play him. I just also fe- really feel for, like... All that 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 Islanders fans are; those are all hockey guys. Yeah, you know they are karate like kid. Fucking in it. it's like karate
0: kid waving the flags. He's a big fan.
1: Yeah, Ralph Nolte. <laughs> Ralph
0: Macchio. Well, I think if the Penguins can win Game Four, which I think they will, because like I said, they're they're champions on that team. There's a lot of them. We just and got to proud. win one. It's at home. I think that you know I think that they won't let them get swept, which you know it would be embarrassing. Embarrassment, I think they'll win that one. And if they can steal game five on the road in, in Nassau Coliseum, maybe. Maybe. Yeah,
1: we'll see. If if any team could do it, I believe the Penguins could. But we need to see a little more from Matthew Mary.
0: Wait, what about on the western side? So, real quick, Vegas. We like Vegas. This looks good. Um,
1: yep. Yeah, um, Cal-
0: Calgary with 1-1. One Calgary one and
1: Anaheim are tied 1-1. One, one. Not Anaheim. Or it's, yeah, the Avalanche, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Predators and the Stars are tied 1-1 yeah. Jets and Blues are 2-1 Jets got a big win last night Yeah, Hellebuck's not looked great though um, And Binnington's been sublime So we'll see if he can Kind of hold his nerve and, and keep getting it done can We picked Calgary out of the West
0: Yeah we yeah. did. Um, so if I was to pick four today The four from the West today I would go uh, Vegas, Calgary um, The Predators And St. Louis. Louis
1: Yeah I would agree with that.
0: And then in the East, you would have to go Columbus, do see, Isles.
1: Do you see I posted uh, Logan Couture blocking that uh, William Carlson shot with his fucking nuts?
0: That looks so painful.
3: Oh my god, it was, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Check out our Facebook page uh, for that post because it okay. is insane. All
0: right, back to hockey next week. We'll have these results.
1: All right, boys, NBA playoffs are coming up. Uh, where do we want to start? We got the
0: advantage golf, of seeing one game in every every series so far. So we got a little advantage here. And I'm not going to lie to the listeners. like I already had my picks set in. I haven't changed anything. You and I talked a little bit yesterday about
3: some of our possible thoughts on upsets. So I'm not going to lie either. I did change something.
2: Okay. <laughs> Sounds
3: good. Changed a couple things, actually. Uh, all right. We well, want to start out in the West, and we'll yeah. save our East for last.
1: Great. Uh, so go right to the top of the bracket. Golden State in L.A.
3: Uh, Clippers all the way here, right? Yeah. No. 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 Um, of first of all, before we just say, you know, bye bye Clippers, just my hats off to uh, Doc Rivers and that organization for even making the playoffs, the amount of changes that that team went through this year. Um, I didn't think they were even going to be relevant this year. Um, this is a team that probably could have laid down and just played for a lottery pick, but uh, they, they wanted to win, you know, and, and this is going to give them some good experience. They got some great young players in their team um, that's going to get them there in the future. Um, you got to expect, you know, Golinari was awesome. I love Patrick Beverly. I loved him getting into Durant's face, playing the
0: old Rodman-type mentality of getting under his chin. Someone needs to alert that the, those starters for the Clippers, those at the playoffs, did start already because they didn't show up for game one. No. It was all, all bench, Lou Williams in the bench. Right. So that's probably going to be
3: a clean sweep in my mind, maybe a gentleman's sweep, in it, but uh, I don't see – the Warriors letting this go too long. They want to keep their guys rested onto the next
0: series, which was is going to be a big one. Harry was shooting darts in the ocean already. Game yeah. one. Yeah, but like he was ready. they just playoff. He's ready to go in game one. Like that's a little yeah. scary playoff... last year it took them a little while to get their groove. Right. If they're ready to go now, playoff
3: basketball in Golden State is a whole different level. That crowd, that 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 energy in that stadium, it's a tough place to win for sure. And uh, like you said, they're already coming out of the cylinder fired. It was it an was interesting tech, technique for Beverly to get in Durant's face and, and get Durant uh, ejected and get him out of the game. Um, he's definitely going to be a gnat. He's, he's going to be just constantly in this guy's face all series long. It's going to be interesting to see how Durant uh, reacts to this throughout the course. I have a feeling the NBA is just not going to tolerate this either. It's not good TV for Durant to be gone off the
2: court. He needs to so watch his technical
0: fouls. Yeah. So the technical fouls is what Draymond Green got you know the accumulation of technical fouls in the playoffs is what cost Draymond Green game yeah. 6 of the finals a couple of years ago right. and, and enabled LeBron James to pull off the 3 to 1 series comeback in the finals and they took they took down the Warriors cuz Draymond Green got himself suspended cuz you reach 7 technical fouls in the playoffs and it's an automatic one game suspension so Durant needs to watch himself now cuz that's 2 yeah so yeah. the hothead's got to be careful so obviously, Golden State advances right
3: here for uh, for us, Nesto.
1: Yep. Or, and hear me out here. He could just double down on it and make sure he gets all his technical fouls out of the way early. Just and, get, just and
0: get, be, and be suspended again. But I don't know what happens after you get suspended a game, and then does it reset, or I, does it do you keep getting suspended? I think it resets. I have no. I just that's a
3: don't rule. Know. That's a rule. I have to look into. That's, we that's something I never really had to face much. Yeah, maybe we'll get back to that next week. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. So, is there any? And again, forgive my ignorance. <clears throat> is there any sort of pen, like penalty or 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 limits that can be set on a guy being an agitator like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're going to talk to him next game. Like, hey, we're not going to let this go any far. Like I said, the league wants those superstars. Golden State, Durant, all those guys in the in, in the game, they're going to probably put a lot of pressure on Beverly to cut the shit. Funny thing is Golden State doesn't even need him. Well, Why? Which, yeah, which is the joke of it all. Which is in this series. But that's basically kind of the way Beverly plays. Like Durant commented on the game afterwards. He's like, he's a Chicago kid. He plays with that kind of grit. I respect that. Um, but, you know, we got in the heat of the moment, and I got to stand my ground as well, which I can respect on Durant's side. Um, the Clippers definitely need Beverly more than... Golden State needs Durant in this series to be relevant, so it'd be interesting to see how they We're go. About
0: about it. It. That would be ever come out of someone's mouth, right?
1: I <laughs> need <laughs> Beverly
0: more than, than Golden State needs Durant. <laughs> All right, so we can move on to
3: that. All right,
1: so moving down the bracket, uh, the to the four and five seed, Houston and Utah.
0: I'm gonna take this one. Go ahead. All right. Um, so Houston won last night. They're up. They won. What they won by fifteen last night. Uh, final score was Houston. No, I'm sorry. They won by thirty-two. Yeah. One twenty-two to ninety. So Houston's up one game to none. They have home court in the four-five. This is the four-five seed matchup. The problem for Utah last night. This was a big problem. Defensive was how scheme. they were going to de- scheme and defend James Harden. And then for a lot of the game, they had Rubio. Literally, you know, when you're defending someone in basketball, you know, you stand in front of them and, you know, try to guard them. They had Rubio literally standing to the left of James Harden. And Harden just was like, what the okay. hell's going on here? So right. he would just go straight, or he's so good at that step back, he can actually step to his right. And still oh, shoot it. We well, so did it on the on the right. That step back to the right and still on the right wing. Last night he did it right on Rubio's shoulder. Right. Okay. There. So there's that problem with how you're defending Harden on the perimeter. But then there's also the interior pro- problem with Gobert. So when Gobert steps up to try to stop Harden when he's driving to the hoop, then Harden just um it to Capella for a slam dunk. Who is playing on a personal level? Gobert was
3: his hero growing up through the system. They played each other a lot. Uh um, oh, Euro style, yeah. Capella okay. Had so I a lot of respect for Girl Bear. So he has something to prove in this series as well. So, Gobert, Well,
0: Gobert's got an issue here. So do you stay with your guy Capella and let Harden get to the rim? Because that's what will happen. So Gobert's got a conundrum here. If he stays with Capella, Harden gets to the rim. If he goes and attacks Harden well, coming to the hoop, then Harden throws it up for an alley-oop. The, the, they, you could see this problem, and it was it was play after play after play last night. Well, it's, it's a conundrum to me, the
3: scheme of it, because if you're having the defense step up and try to stop Harden, but you're letting him pass by intentionally, like it's telling me... like. You don't know you can't figure it figured out yet, like if you just wanna like let Harden just have his game and let get his forties points and keep the rest of the team out of it. But with them stepping up and him getting to pass out to the Turners, you know, and the guys on the wing to make their shots, you're letting that team in. So it,
0: it's just not matching what they're trying to do defensively. It's, it's Tucker made big shots in the confusing. second quarter last night. He's not gonna usually make that many threes in a game. Um, so he had a big game. Uh but Paul, didn't, Paul wasn't huge, so watch out for him. He can still a big be game. Huge. The Dan, one thing Dan. I do like about Utah. Daniel House Jr. can step up. He's been playing really well late as yeah. well. And they have Fareed, who's just a ball of energy. You forget about Fareed coming off the bench. Yeah. You know? That guy. I've always liked the, his style of play. What's he called? The the animal. The, yeah. The animal. The manimal. The yeah. manimal. So he's in his sixth year. They got him from Brooklyn earlier this year, yeah. and he's a great, great fit on that team because he brings a lot of energy to that second he unit. He brings a which, defensive grit, which which they that they Team doesn't really. He's just flying enough. and flopping all over the floor, and yeah. he, he, so you know when he's with Capella or when with Capella's off the court, he gives. Them a ton of energy, which I really like. This yeah. is just going to be a situation where talent's going to proceed. Well, the and, and one thing I like about you know. Utah is when you watch them play, they're really crisp passers, and they, they pass the ball a lot. And so they, put, I, I like their style, but it, they are just not in the same class as, as this no. Houston team, unfortunately. Yep. And I think Quinn Snyder, their their coach, has over overthought this a little bit in, in attempts to try to find some kind of you know pot of gold at the end right. of the rainbow situation, but. I, I, you saw last night they got blown out by 32, and it, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't know if the series. I, I'd say five games here. You? Yeah,
3: for sure. I, I mean, yeah, Utah sneak one away way at, at home at home, but yeah, it's not gonna go any further than that. I think uh, a five we, five is a safe bet.
1: Did we pick a number of games for Golden State?
3: Uh, we did. I like four. I like four. I think I just. Oh, I think they're gonna sweep. this, sweep, yeah. They're not going to waste any time. These, these guys are going to want to get their rest in. They know what's coming next with Houston. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit.
1: Okay. Uh, continuing on down, we have Portland and OKC Thunder.
0: Did you watch this one yesterday? I did. This was a surprise because Portland had been swept each of the last two years in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and Oklahoma City has kind of owned them. Even Westbrook said, "I kind of wish we had this clip, but we've had we could have so many clips." Right? He said, "I've owned that. Oh, that. But he's like, I've owned that ass for years." Yeah. Talking about Damian Lillard. Yep. Yeah. Well, Lillard came out and was bombs away yesterday.
3: Well, I'm talking with Lillard had an interview about a week ahead of this time too, knowing they were gonna probably come in with a series and talked about they needed to change the culture in the situation. This kind of go back to him earlier in the year, Johnny said he's gonna stick with this
0: franchise this team. He just loves to it. Say a winning attitude. I mean you um, gotta love Damian Lillard. I'm sorry if you don't know him, he's probably the most underappreciated superstar in the NBA Absolutely. And he doesn't get any absolutely. credit it's because a very small market him. Him. up there for him. But the guy's unbelievable and he was big shot after big shot last night. It's time. The one thing... Yeah, Dame Dollar. Yeah. You know, um, the one thing, though, is that's too bad for them is they had Josef Nurkic. Yep. And I probably saw a couple weeks ago the Nurkic, ugly injury. Ugly injury, breaking in his injury. leg. And, and that's a huge he their, loss. He was their
3: true number two at the time because McCallum really
0: wasn't playing at his best. So they could have been a threat, I think. To, I think they could have been a two-seed if he never gets
3: hurt. I,
0: do, I agree. But... And this canter showed up huge yesterday against his former team. Well, I was open, about to, the city. Yeah, and, and I was, but I don't
3: think he keeps that up. I do. You do. I, th- I think he tur- he's a thirteen. You point think he per gets a better, Stephen Adams, game after game, though. I think he knows how to get with Stephen Adams. I think he's uh, Stephen Adams is mobile, but I think when it comes to pressing on the box and getting side and get a position for rebounds, he wins that against Adams. I'll say. Okay. Adams yeah. is great at his game because he can get up and down the floor as a big guy, but if they, and if, he's an agitator too. Yeah, and if. If Lillard wants to push it and they get out ahead with McCollum, they can do that. But if they get if OKC gets back and they play the half-court game, half court game, I think Cantor can win on that matchup on the block against Adams. He can get him in foul trouble, and that's going to hurt OKC more than it's going to hurt Portland.
0: And we um, saw Westbrook getting a foul of trouble yesterday as well. Yeah. And the one thing with Westbrook, when he doesn't get the calls offensively in the game, he immediately on his like the next possession defensively he takes it out on who he's defending and he'll get called for stupid foul if if he doesn't get the call on the offensive end the next play defensively he'll be over aggressive and then he gets called for a foul and that's exactly what happened right. yesterday he got himself into foul trouble but I thought the big problem for Oklahoma City yesterday was Paul George shooting all those threes healthy. A fifteen for threes. And I don't he think aggravated I don't, that I shoulder. I don't think that shoulder is healthy whatsoever. He aggravated it late in the game. Yeah. So someone hit him late in the game, yeah. and you could see him wincing in pain with that left shoulder. Right. And if he's not right, because you can tell he's not right, because Paul George can do it all. all. And he doesn't need to be shooting 15 three-pointers in a game, especially when he's not shooting them well. He was right. 4 or 15 yesterday. Um, if Paul George is healthy, he goes to the hoop. But he, I think he doesn't want to take that contact right now because his shoulder bothering him. I think they thought they were going to walk into this game kind of win, not going 100%. You know, you
3: can tell by Russell Westbrook's comments, he thought they had this game. Steamroll. I think he got smacked in the mouth. As much as I want Portland to win this series, I think that smack in the mouth is going to wake up OKC.
0: I do think this goes a uh, full series. Even though George isn't healthy? Yeah. You think that OKC takes it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I've got OKC too, but I've kind of been talking to myself into Portland a yeah, little bit. I want, if I, George I want to, isn't healthy... I want to lean that way hard, but I'm going to... I don't know. Alfreak El- El- Aminu had a good game yesterday. Yeah. They're, they're, they're deep. You know, they got Evan Turner. They Lillard, get, uh, I just think Lillard's going to get tired. If, if, if Seth George Curry has, uh, is good. Seth
3: Curry is good. Well, for Parkless what he does. and
0: Inouye, Inouye, it's going to be all right. It's Ed, Ed, Parkless. Everyone knows their role in that team. Right. But and they've fooled Can- us before. I think
3: cancer turns into an 18 per 18 rebound kind of guy in this series. I, I think it's going to be super close, but I still think uh, OKC. Okay, if Paul George is... Or can maintain his health, they will win that Seth, series.
1: Seth Curry sounds like off-brand Cheerios, like he tasty He's off-brand
3: br- brother of Stephen Curry, so oh, he yeah. is. Stephen, Stephen Curry, excuse me, not
0: Stephen Curry. So
1: yeah, oh, he's, he's the a, brother. Oh yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah
3: mom and
0: dad went to. He the didn't Golden get all the juice. He didn't get all the juice in the womb. Seth and Steph. <laughs> oh, really? And you know, so I just found out this yesterday as well that Seth Curry is either engaged. Or married or is getting married he's getting married to um, the daughter of Doc Rivers oh really yeah hmm. so Doc Rivers kid plays in the NBA Austin Rivers, Rivers. okay and then he plays with the Houston and then Seth Curry is the brother of Steph Curry they're both sons of Del Curry former NBA player huh. and now Seth Curry is getting married to Coach Doc Rivers, his daughter. Just weird and how it all... Good, some good basketball
3: genes. There's, a, there's no generation coming come along. With... <laughs> <laughs> so we agree this goes a long series, but OKC, with the exception of George's health, come out of this?
0: I mean, Don't get I, me wrong. I feel like if we're going to take OKC, we've got to stand by. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, let's go OKC. We both had it written down. You, you had it written down? Seven. But I kind of I want Portland. Wait, this is a fuck move.
3: Yeah.
0: kind of want Portland, just because OKC seems I... a little cocky to me.
3: Outside of certain likes in the league. I like the Portland franchise. I like the Portland fan base I've always kind of been drawn to this franchise, but imagine if they had Durkic and Cantor. They'd be
0: dirty. Yeah Okay, okay see.
1: All right, and then lastly on the Western Conference, we have Denver and San Antonio. Okay,
0: so one game is in the books already on Saturday night, we saw San Antonio the seventh seed go into Denver who's got that great home court advantage of the elevation um, and take out the number two seed, Nuggets, 101-96. to 96. Um, So we saw the mentor, the great coach, Greg Popovich, at the all-time record for NBA wins, regular season and postseason combined. In 22 by straight that game. playoff appearances he's brought them into. And are the Nuggets in trouble here? I think they do. I, I, uh,
3: I'm I going to jump right on. When I pick the Spurs to win this. I got them too. Um, I think with how the Spurs are playing right now, how they've been stepping up to the plate late,
0: um, Did you see that? pop by Derek White. Derek White, that, that is announcing your presence with authority. I'm not messing around. Yeah, get out of my way. Holy smokes!
3: I think the thing like, Jokic is an anomaly for Denver. He he just he's probably the best ugliest player in the world. Um, but he's just great a constant, passer. Great passer. Millsap. They brought him in for his experience. But they I, need they need a lot out of Jamal Murray. And this is what a lot of experts have been saying. This is what we talked about earlier in the year that this guy needs to step up and be a consistent scorer, a threat. And I just don't think he's
0: at that point yet. He missed that a serious shot at the best of it. at the end of game one. He had the look that they wanted. He was wide open, um, right underneath the foul line there to hit the game winner, and he misses it. They right. foul. Um, San Antonio hits their shots. Goes up by th- the foul shots. Goes up by three with five seconds to go. Murray starts dribbling down the court and turns it right over. And it's like, hello, like, come on, Murray. Like, come on, like, wake up. This this is your time here. Right. And, and he, he folded in that situation, whereas I thought the Spurs guys all, similar to, like, Columbus in the, in the NHL, they all knew exactly what they were supposed to do. Rudy Gay knew what he was doing. White knew what he was supposed to do. You know, just, DeRozan knew his game. Aldridge knows his game. They all know what their role is. I think the Spurs are always... A different animal come playoff time
3: because when Greg Pop- Popovich knows it has you for a full series, he knows how to scheme, he knows how to play, he knows how to run the minutes on his players and have them play in their proper roles. And he knows Mal- Mike Malone, the, Nug- the Nuggets him. coach, because right. that's Nick's his tennis. protégé. Exactly. So uh, I think this is going to be...
0: I think this is gonna be a full series. I think this goes back and forth, but Spurs take it. Well, I think six because I don't think I don't think the Spurs. I mean, I don't think it, they want to go back to Denver. I don't think that. winning a game seven in Denver will be tough. Will be really tough. So I think winning a game six on San Antonio is probably the path. Yeah. Yeah.
1: San Antonio one six. All right. Okay.
0: So do we continue on here? Do with the West to get yeah, a chance. Let's champ. just do the West all the way to the
1: end. Okay. So. Then we have uh, Golden State. Versus Houston.
0: So this is what the they everyone this wanted. Is the, the, this is what the league wants. The league wanted the conference finals to be. Yeah. But we're going to get it instead. We're going to get it in the second round most likely. Yeah. Can Houston take out Golden State this year? They had them on the line on the ropes last year. Uh, then in game, So the game six last year, um, Houston had Golden State on the ropes. Chris Paul goes down, gets hurt. Um, so while they had a lead in game six and they were about to go up, or about to win it, um, they blow it late. Golden State comes back, ties the series 3-3, and then uh, game seven goes back in Houston. Houston has a lead late, but then can't hit any shots, and they lose it, and Golden State moves on last year. My, th- my thoughts are simple on, on this game plan
3: and the way this series go. I think that Golden State just lets Harden do his thing. They lock down the other players. It's going to go a long series. Harden's just going to, you know, he's going to get tired. You can hand off that torch on Golden State's side to Thompson one night, Durant two nights, Curry two nights, and let them lead in the scoring. And I think it's just
0: going to go the same way as last year. The Golden State's going to come out of It's unfinished top. business for Houston, man. I know. And they're a little more talented this year. And if Paul's help, Chris Paul's healthy, which, he, you know, he got hurt. If he, and uh, People say if he didn't get hurt, they would have won that series. I think Houston's the second or third best Boogie, team in the league, but I just don't see What if Boogie Cousins blows up? What if they agitate him? What if Farid and Capella uh, can agitate him, Delmo?
3: I think they could, but I mean, I just think there's just so many like threats. I mean, you can even bring I mean, even Ingoldala can come off the bench and and, and take a 13-14 point night and just be okay. an unprecedented answer off that. I just you're right. No, I know. I just I'm with the trying tower. to be devil's advocate here. I know. I mean, I, I really, you know, because we always like to, like, hey, let's be different and not be you know, like we did with the March Madness. Let's not pick Duke. Let's not pick North Carolina. I really didn't want to pick Golden State right here, but I just cannot take the fact that Golden State is not going to be in the
0: finals. I, I just can't take it that away from it. Okay. So, I think we would like to see Houston. I mean, obviously, so we want to see somebody take... We want to see somebody different. Somebody take the Warriors down, but we are not going to be bold. We're going to go with the Warriors. I mean, they
3: go on to the finals and go on to win the finals, and, and, and we haven't got that yet, but if they
0: win four out of the last, I mean, this would be five out of the last six years. It's almost like let them do it because then they can break it up. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, right? Let their egos let's, just So they can all move on. Because yeah. if they don't do it, then they might all come back and say, oh, we have unfinished business Let their man. egos just build up. To the, can we call this inflate gate? All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right, let's let them win it. Six or seven. I, for the sake of a great series, I want to go seven. So game seven this year would be in Golden State, yeah. though. Not, Houston. not Houston. last year. Look, it didn't matter last year, but... I mean, that was Houston's year last year.
3: They had, the home
1: they court had it. They had they it. Okay. Uh, OKC and San Antonio?
0: Uh, I think this is where... Man, somebody has to come out of the side of the bracket, huh? It's crazy. Yeah. I... This is what this is a hard one for me too
3: as well because I keep keeping in factor of, of a long series for OKC with Portland and coming
0: in banged up. We don't know Paul George. We don't know best player best player in the series. We don't know his health. Yeah, but but if, if they get this far, we gotta assume he's doing okay.
3: Looking back on how this team matched, I mean, DeRozan and um, Westbrook is a great matchup in this series, but I think talent level and across the board. They don't have that. I don't think the Spurs really have that true inside presence to stop Adams once he gets moving on the open floor. I, I think that uh, my feeling is
0: OKC takes this in six. Well, I'm kind of looking at their matchups, and the last time that they played was uh, March 2nd in San Antonio, and uh, San Antonio 1116 to 102. Um, then they played January twelfth in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City won by 10, 122 twenty-two, one twelve. Uh, they played two nights before in San Antonio. San Antonio won one fifty-four to one forty-seven. Um, so San Antonio has taken two out of the last three there. <laughs> um, ah, this is a tough one here. I think, I think I would go OKC, but it's a tough one. I could be, conv- I could go either way here. I think for me too. I mean, I'm, a, I mean. Outside the Celtics Spurs are my
3: favorite team. I'd love to see them go far in this. Uh, but for the gate, for the quality of the playoffs, I would love to see Golden State have to go through Houston and have to go through eight OKC into the finals. Great.
1: <laughs> OK. OKC okay, and...
3: That's just Oklahoma City pass, Durant going through Harden, and then Durant having to go through Westbrook. I just want to see that drama play out. So, yeah, OKC here. All How
0: right,
1: we'll have, many have games. OKC.
0: Um, so, game seven, um, since OKC is the 5 seed, Denver is the 7. So, a game seven would be in Oklahoma City. They would have home court. Um, I, I, can, I can. Seven. I can see seven. Yeah, seven games with that one.
1: OK. And then finally in the fi- uh, conference finals.
0: Golden State, Oklahoma City, Golden State home court, of course. I just,
3: it's the, you know, elephant in the room, what we've been talking about, it's been Paul George, the health of that team, Russbrook playing his style through the playoffs, long series, being banged up, not a very deep bench after that for OKC compared to the starting five for Golden State and what they have as well.
0: I see this going six games, Golden State. Yeah, I was going to say five, maybe yeah. six. Yeah. Wow. If it goes six, I feel like that's that's a plus for Oklahoma
3: City. Yeah. So. It's just Golden State has the advantage of that starting five. And Golden to, State to, to their load management of like how their minutes go and like how they can just dictate the game is their true advantage when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. So right. we're just
0: go to six?
1: Yeah. Go six. Okay. Boom. And flipping over to the eastern side of the bracket. Start at the top. Milwaukee and Detroit.
3: Box, nothing to talk about. There's nothing to <laughs> talk about. I heard someone
0: say that if uh, Blake Griffin doesn't play, this series will be um, Milwaukee sweeps it in three. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> if play if play. Blake does play, it'll be Milwaukee sweeps it in four. Right.
3: Just too hurt. This I mean, was, this was. Bad. I love Drummond. He's a 2020 guy. But uh, even he, he got ejected. With Jackson, you know. Well, he's just frustrated. Uh, you know, he's got a freaking sit there and guard the, you know, the Greek freak. Uh, so uh, yeah. Let's not, let's not be wasting time on this Bucks. Bucks yep. in the sweep.
1: Okay. And Boston and Indiana.
0: If the Celtics don't beat Indiana within five games, it's almost a loss for them. Yeah. Indiana just doesn't. They play hard, which I can respect, and it's. They, but they don't have the firepower. They can't score. We saw in the third period yesterday. They scored what three points or five because they the goaltending, but. They can't score. Right. Um, I mean, they came out playoff ready
3: more than Boston did yesterday. They did. Denying the wings, playing hard defense, you know, battling for the ball. But ultimately, talent took over in the second half. We obviously know that, you know, the Celtics have the talent. We're going to miss Marcus Smart in a big way. Even though he's such an offensive liability at times, his energy, especially playoff time. He's a junkyard dog. He's going to get after it. Uh, just gonna miss his presence on the floor for sure, but I agree, Giant. Celtics need to do this in five. They need because you know the Bucks are gonna sweep. They're gonna get some time and get healthy. If they want to be a contender against Milwaukee, they need to come in rested and strong, and they need to figure out how to be cohesive in this series as well. Yeah, I agree. Boston, uh, I, I say five. I have to go with five because I want five.
1: <laughs> okay. We have Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Okay.
3: I went different here, man. I, I was on hanging on Brooklyn's nuts before even going into the playoffs. I think this team is playing really well. I think Russell is uh, having a career year for the Nets. I think he took it personal to be traded off from the Lakers. Uh, when Team LeBron came in and took over the Lakers. I think this kid has a great head on his shoulders. I think this team has a great defensive mindset and I you know we're talking about cell phone gate I just don't know where the 76ers are in this series
0: for me this is where I I look at the opposite side and I look at Philadelphia being baby-poo soft yeah they are just soft and they've got two guys who, who granted Butler was the reason they were in the game at all the other night. Yeah. But Butler and Tobias Harris are both going to be free agents at the end of the year. So they, they see light at the end of the tunnel. They need more out of Harris. Embiid uh, whether he was playing hurt or whatever, he missed six of the last eight games in the regular season. And from what I hear, he wasn't working on his game or working to get better. He was kind of doing a club med yeah, approach to taking the re- right. end of the season off. And so when you're healthy and you're not in shape, you could see he got winded within six minutes of the game and he came out of, into the game he was fire, li- firing threes right off he the just bat. T-
3: he's just sitting outside of the block. I mean, sitting on the three-point line just shooting. You're, that's that's you what you do when, you you're when you're not ready.
0: When you're not ready. And your MB, dude. That's that's the approach. And that in the take. first
3: four minutes, he got to the foul on what eight times, seven times. Seven he set times. a record. Yeah, yeah. And was like, how do you escape guys? that game plan?
1: Wasn't he one of the guys that uh, got busted with the cell phone? Yeah. What's the deal but with that? His,
3: his teammate was on the bench. Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson wasn't, wasn't playing. Pulled, yeah, pulled out his phone. They were looking at it. Slipped it back in his pocket. They were caught on by ESPN, ESPN cameras, and it, he went out to say that. Uh, Johnson's daughter was sick and he just kept checking his messages now you don't think there's anybody on that staff in the organization that
0: can keep you alert to if something's going on with your daughter or you go in the in the back you know that I mean there's halftime where you go into the locker right. room um, and he's not playing so he could have easily right so, a, someone bullshit. on the staff it's right I agree. So I think they were looking could you know that team what is Simmons Simmons dates a Kardashian right yep. So that team is all about the clicks, the likes, the headlines. The tweet, the tweet, that team's all about what people be. are saying about them. Yeah.
3: So I don't buy it. Yeah. So I I'm taking this. I think the Nets if they if they win, they take it in six. You don't want to go back to Philly. I'm I'm taking Nets in six on this. Yeah, Brooklyn's gonna be going nuts when they go if they go to Brooklyn for yeah. games three and four. I mean Harris Levert's been hurt most of the year. He is an 18, 20-point guy if he wants to will it that way. Didn't whittle the Colorado kid. He can get hot like he did in the game. They have weapons. Um, Jared Allen point, Russell. The three-point shooter, shoot yeah. shootout winner, Joe Harris. Yep. Joe Harris is great. DeMar Carroll plays with such intensity. Jared Allen, this is going to be the biggest key. If they're going to like try to put him in foul trouble like they did early, that's going to be a big thing for them. He needs to find a way or they need to like load his minutes differently when he comes on the floor. When Embiid goes out, maybe he needs to go out. When he
0: comes in, he comes in. So that's the edge is Ed Davis and Jared Allen. Yeah. That's the edge where if they can find it, that's, right. that's where they should attack. But Coming out, rocking the Dr. J. Fro
3: the other day, ready to play, that was awesome to see. Yeah. Like I, I'm all about the Nets right now. I think this is a good team. I think they're one of the hottest teams. I think this is—they're gelling right. This is almost like
0: the Columbus Blue Jackets of the Bas- of NBA right now. I think you need to watch out for them. I think the Orlando. Uh, okay, well let's get segue. I think Orlando Magic are that team. Unfortunately, right. I think Toronto might just be a little too good, but the Magic have been, what, the, the second or third best team in the NBA since January. You're right. are record-wise. And they've beaten the Goliaths. They've beaten the Warriors. They've beaten the Bucks. They've beaten the Raptors. They've beaten all the Celtics. They've beaten all these good teams in that time where they've gotten hot. So they're, they're like.
1: Wait, the Celtics are a good team? Like, I mean, <laughs> yes. I'm just confused because for the last three months, you've done nothing but tell me how bad the Celtics I'm they are. They've
0: underachieved. They're over-under for win total. So they were. Projected to be the favorites to play Golden State in the finals this year by Vegas, Vegas anointed them, Yeah, and they were the odds, so they were odds-on favorite. The over/under for w- their win total this year in Vegas before the season started was 58 and a half. They finished with 49 wins, so they have underachieved yeah. greatly, and no, everyone will tell you that. So to be frustrated with them is one thing; um, they have underachieved. Do they have talented players? Yes. And I don't think this is a situation in their mind, like a
3: lot of people were talking about,
0: you know, through social media. Like they
3: knew they were going to have to go through the Bucks no matter what. They were just saving themselves for the playoffs. I don't buy that whatsoever
0: because you're going to, have to go through, <laughs> through Toronto and the Bucks. Oh, Add your numbers. So no, they cha- just that bullshit. They they changed the um they they changed the they changed the finish line once they saw that they couldn't get the one or two seed and yeah. they saw that they were going to be stuck in the three four or five seed. They said, "Oh yeah, playoffs. Uh, it's, it's all about the playoffs. Seating doesn't matter yeah. now. Um, just wait till the playoffs get here." So, so they changed their approach once right. they saw that what they wanted wasn't attainable. But, yeah, Toronto's notorious about coming out a little bit slow in the playoffs.
3: Uh, you know, Magic had their number in the first game. Uh, I still think with SiCam Green Lowry going an offer in the over no points. Wow, he's first a known, time, first time known all, playoff first, choker. First time an All Star has ever done that. He's a known playoff choker. Um,
0: they said DeRozan was the problem. Yeah, maybe it was not, maybe it's maybe Lowry. Because uh, there's something about that team, man. I don't know. They might be able to be had. Orlando so. is good. They're good. We you don't. We, we we disrespect Orlando, but they're good. If you want to keep Leonard, you
3: better at least win this first series. You better not follow the Magic because Leonard will leave. He will walk. He will fucking pack his bags. He might be and walking go. anyway. Um, but I'm still. It's interesting because with Gasol coming in this later this year, which I think was still was a great trade. He's a great passing center. He's a great presence. I think it's hurt him a little bit because Ibaka's really not been. Ibaka's great about because he can shoot that three and kind of stretch out the defense on the other side and space for Lowry and Leonard to do their thing. Um, but when you got Gasol, in, they just seem to kind of pack it in a little bit more and make you play from the outside in, which is not necessarily Toronto's strength. Um, but I think just with experience, um, I think the nostalgia, the magic, pardon the pun, will kind of fade. But I think I think Toronto uh, takes this overall. How many games? I really didn't mean to
0: do that. I just kind of came. <laughs> <laughs> How many games? Uh, six games. Yeah, I got Toronto too, but I, I think it'll it go. I, I think they have to win it in Toronto in right. seven. I do because then now they have to win in Orlando in Game Six. And, you know they're already down one nothing, so let's take it that way.
1: Okay, six or seven, seven. Oh, damn it! Uh, you
3: had to mark that out. You're doodling all over that paper. Anyway.
1: No, <laughs> I just I'm doing, I was doing good here. Okay, and then uh, the Bucks and the Celtics.
0: I think logical mind and the way that the Bucks look and the way that the Celtics have looked all year. Like for me, it's like fool's gold. All right, to say. Okay, the Celtics going to flip a switch. They are who they are. They haven't been able to figure out all season. to figure out who they are and what they want to do all season long. And now what all of a sudden they're going to, and I get it. There's the talent, and maybe they can. But the Bucks have been on a mission, and I just, I don't know if they can win a game or steal a game in Milwaukee, which is what they're going to have to do to Absolutely. win that series. Because you know the books, uh, the Bucks are going to take one. And ball. this is a payback series for the Bucks because last year in round one, the Celtics-Bucks series went seven. That was e- a great series. Each too. team won on their home court. So this year. And that was a Bucks team last year that couldn't shoot outside worth shit. And it's so too bad. Money. It's too bad because I feel like Toronto and Philadelphia are both soft teams, and it could really be be Brooklyn. And Orlando in the second round, and it's too bad that the Celtics don't get to play one of them. They're going to have to fight, uh, face the mighty Bucks in the second round. But you know what? You get what, what you deserve You yep. get what you deserve. And if you, you just didn't give you a shit about your season it out in all the year long, season. now you get this is what you get. You, you play the Bucks in on the road in this round two.
3: Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Buttonholzer for Mike Buttonholzer for winning the coach of the year. I mean, we talked about a 44 40, 40 win team last year in the Bucks who ended with the best record uh 60-22. Didn't know this. He won one with Atlanta in 2014 with the same record. Yeah, they were good this first 16, year. 22 as well.
0: So he was a, another Popovich disciple. Yeah. He was the uh, video coordinator back in the, the day. spawns spread San Antonio. Um, I think the Bucks. Oh, God. Take this in five. Five?
3: Yeah. Five! Yeah. I thought I hated the Celtics this year. <laughs> wow. I'm just thinking... I think it's just... Reality setting in. I don't. I, I don't hate the Celtics. They they do mm. piss me off the way they approach this season. But uh, with I mean, smart, they, with smart not being able to tra- trade out with Horford against, Giannis but Semi can this. stop
0: Giannis. The, haven't you heard? Semi <laughs> Ojala can stop Giannis. Let's He's, see it. Let's see it.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ! For a guy who didn't play hardly any minutes in the first game, they, they got really, seven. Depend on him in the second. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you six if you want to go that and save a little face with this wow. franchise.
0: But the Bucks definitely walked through this. I took Boston because I'm wearing my green underwear today. <laughs> Wash them.
1: <laughs> but,
0: um, no, I mean, if, if I'm a sane, smart brain and I've watched the Celtics team all year long and um, my texts are as long and lengthy as they are all season about how much this team has pissed me off, if I'm going to fall and, in line with all that, then yes, you're right. And, Milwaukee and of, wins. And out
3: of fairness, I gave you the Bruins and hockey. you got to give me the
0: Bucks here. I, it's not much to give you the Bucks you know, If just if I'm the same mind, it should be the Bucks here. Yeah. It's just um if I'm wearing my green underwear, I want to take the. Celtics. Uh, I mean, I
3: I would love to see the Celtics upset this and, and prove us wrong, but I don't see that happen I think the Bucks are a well-oiled machine this year. They right. will
0: have to flip the switch to make this work. So yeah. and I think
1: it's who too are late? they to flip the switch? La- it's too late. Who are they? All right, between Philadelphia and Toronto.
3: No, we picked the Nets. Brooklyn yep. Nets against Toronto. He said
0: Philadelphia. So yeah, this is another. Oh, excuse going me. Going back to that Brooklyn Philadelphia series. This is the series. Brett Brown's gonna get fired here. Uh, yep. There's gonna be questions about Simmons. We didn't even talk about Simmons complaining about the boos from the crowd. And, the, he,
3: and he doesn't want to touch the ball late in the game. He knows he, he can't. He said if you shoot.
0: don't if you don't wanna if you want to boo us, stand on the side. Go stand, stand outside. Stand, yeah, stand outside. Fuck you. Play what, better. He is soft. Yeah, so this, so bye bye Harris, bye bye Butler, bye bye Coach Brett Brown, you're going to get yourself fired, and there'll be big questions about Simmons and Embiid in the future of that team. So, yeah, yeah. I I wanted to play like one juggernaut, twisted,
3: you know, flip the switch pick through this playoffs, and I have the Nets beating Toronto here. Whoa!
0: I think they match up well with them. Oh, dude. (coughs) But Orlando doesn't? I think Orlando I feel like that's your path, Marty. I feel like if you want to go that way, you got to take the path of you take have Orlando take out Toronto because they they look like they can do it. Yeah, and then you can take have Brooklyn take out Orlando. I feel like having Brooklyn. Yeah. Take if, you want out your, if
3: you want your magic there, I mean we can switch that up, but I, I think the Nets really match that would be up something well. though.
2: I, just, I don't um, know.
3: Jared Allen can can keep at bay in the paint. He can move around Gasol. <clears throat> Excuse me. Russell gets hot. We can see how he gets hot in the summer. All right, he so, so wrong.
0: Let's look at how the Toronto Raptors have fared against Brooklyn this year. They played just a couple weeks ago at Brooklyn. Toronto won 115-105. Uh, before that, they played um, in February. February 11th in Toronto. Uh, Toronto won 127-125. Before that, they played uh, January 11th at home in Toronto. Toronto won 122-105. To so <laughs> and let's see. Uh, they played December seventh at Brooklyn. Brooklyn one by one point. So season series three to one, Toronto. Put a couple close games in there. A couple close games. You, I, I mean, don't let me sway this.
3: I just, like I said, I just wanted to throw one wrench in, in the playoff plans here, and this is my one. But if you know, you think Toronto goes here. No, you're right, but I, would, I think let's, let's... But if you want to switch let's down, take and go, them you early. want to go Nets-Orlando. Yeah,
0: let's take them out early. Let's have Orlando take out Toronto, and okay. then the Nets take out Orlando. Okay. And then the Bucks take out the Nets. Fair enough. I feel like that's the better path
3: for
1: us. Okay. So we're changing this to Orlando. Toronto
3: loses out of the first round. They are the
0: Tampa Bay Lightning of basketball. Toronto's got problems, man. Well, I know they do. They've been getting swept those last two years by yeah. Cleveland with both home court advantage. They were yeah. the number one seed last year. What is it about the city of Toronto that just can't win a championship? No.
3: Canadians. Anyways, that leaves us Bucks, Nets. I think this is a no brainer. Agreed. Um, Bucks. Bucks, you want to be somewhat to than Nets and make it go six?
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, mean, I would take five. <laughs> I'd <would> take <laughs> five too. Yeah. So two. let's do five then. All right, five it is. And then, um, then our bet comes to fruition. It does. This right? is the way I wanted it. $50? $50. $50. Golden State, Milwaukee. So the stats will tell you that Milwaukee's got the chance here, and maybe should even be a favorite, because they they have, um, with the double-digit wins, wins by more than 10 points or more. They had a very high mark this year, and teams right. that do that usually go on to win the finals. They are a team. Once they get ahead, it's hard to get back on them. They know how And to they've take been care great the all year. They've been consistent
3: all year. And they play both sides really well. I mean, don't But get me Golden wrong, State. But Golden State.
0: So, like, if, if it's any other year and it's not Golden State, I would say, yes, Milwaukee. But Golden State is Golden State. And I, I just, you know how I feel. I don't think we can
3: knock them off that pedestal until
0: we actually see it happen.
3: And it's hard enough to pick against them. But I still... Attain my bet with you, and I still think the Bucks can do it.
1: Okay. So Golden State in six. Golden State in our pick for
3: the show. Let's have a go seven. Let's go seven, baby. Go seven. I like
1: it. All right, Johnny. Um, just like to LeBron a couple of years ago, uh, single-handedly carried his team to victory. Who in this playoffs, um, outside of the Warriors, is is going to be the LeBron?
0: Well, that would be Giannis if we have the Bucks going there. Absolutely, yeah. Giannis. I think Giannis is a clear answer right here. I think if
3: anybody else, else. Harden maybe. Harden. If they, I mean, yeah. Harden's proved that he can take it that way. I mean, he took him to seven games last year. He was going to be my my second pick. Maybe Westbrook. That. I think Westbrook's style of play is just so hard to to maintain. Like the guy just throws his body around so much, um, and he's just such. You can get under his skin so easily. I just, He's a physical specimen, though. Yeah? I He's a freak. Like, I mean, just, don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm going to pick a very outside guy here and say, like, if they can, you know, carry out and go out of the their three seed and, and face Golden State in the Western Conference Final. My, my guy to carry a team in this question is Damian Lillard.
0: Oh, so this is, like, a side from our picks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Just like if you... Uh, I just think, like, if... A franchise, somebody you really need to step up that's going to carry you to get you as far uh, you know, unexpectedly as far as expected. I I, I want to just pick a Damian Lillard right okay. here. Okay. I mean we are, we know Giannis is the obvious answer right yeah. here, but he's got a better cast around him now. But I'm thinking like what LeBron had on his team, he sheer-handedly picked it up.
0: Okay. So and if I'm wearing my green underwear, I'm going to go Kyrie Irving. And if I want to like, make an X-factor, maybe I'll go Gordon Hayward.
1: Okay. Hey, now, off the
0: bench to carry a team.
1: Now. Uh, which coach here do you think? Like, who do you fear fear the most? Like, if you're you facing
3: say? a team, which coach do you fear the most? Yeah. Popovich. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that's yeah. Popovich is just that guy. Um, that Brad Stevens.
0: <laughs> All the Brad bots would say that, but no.
3: I tell you what, with a 44 win to 60 win turnaround, Bogdanovich has got to be that guy. He's a, you know he's he's another understudy under Popovich, and he's obviously going to take the Bucks a long ways in the East. Wait um, who? The Buc- Oh, the Bucks guy? Yeah, Bogdanovich. Not Bogdanovich. No, Pac- uh, That's Budenholzer. Buck- Buttonholder. Mike Budenholzer. 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 Yeah. Goddamn! Fuck! What happened to like simple names like Smith and Jackson
0: yeah. and Jones?
1: Just a couple uh, like awards to to hand out here for the end of the season. Um, who's your comeback player of the year?
0: Um, I would have to go with Dar, D'Angelo Russell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he's not. Was an all star
3: this year. All star, basically took an irrelevant team to the playoffs. Nobody expected the Nets to even be. You yeah. know, I mean, look at us. We're talking about them winning two series. I know. And, and facing the Bucks, but I, I mean, it's not a joke in my mind. I really think this team could do that if if they really game plan well. And that kid got hot. I was really worried about him in the first game the other day, but he really got hot in the second half. He he's definitely. A, Probably my player of the year for sure. My comeback player of the year.
0: We're agreeing way too much right now. Coach of the year? Uh, Budenholder. Mike Budenholder. I mean, yeah, lead you of know, that Bucs team to 60 wins, that's impressive, I
3: think. My, my runner-up behind that would be Doc Rivers. What he did with the Clippers yeah, team. Yeah, it's a good call. I mean, with those two rookies. And then the Brooklyn King coach Gallinari. too. Yeah. But what Doc did with, that, did with that team? Nate McMillan. Was just free. Without Oladipo. Yeah. To get them that far too, and there's a lot of coaches you could have put it up this year, but what the Bucks have been doing and what they did in the regular season, it's hard to take that away. But my my hats off to Doc Rivers for sure. What
1: the Bucks sounds like? uh, What the Buck? No, it sounds like it's like a a country punk band. (laughs) What What the Bucks? (laughs) The (laughs) Bucks. Johnny Rookie of the Year. It's tough, but uh, I'm gonna
0: stick with the guy who was good all year, didn't start out in a in a slump for a couple months. And finish strong. I'm gonna go Luca. Luka Doncic. I agree. It's.
3: I mean, Trey. What the, what Trey Yard's put together. He could shooting, be the next Steph Curry. Then. He could be, and I think that's the way he designs his game. He wants to be the next Steph Curry. Like yeah. I just think Luca and the Mavericks kind of played in the system this year. That made sense for for the future. They kind of played within their roles. Um,
0: so I'm definitely gonna go with Luca on that as well. Breaking news, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris is on fire. Whoa. That's crazy. This is crazy.
1: Okay, speaking of being on fire, how about the MVP? Unfortunately,
3: I think Harden's going to win it, but I want. Oh, I thought
0: you would say Giannis. I
3: I I think Giannis too. I
1: think from his body of work, what he's done
3: with that franchise, when he takes. And lifts that trophy at the at the end of these playoffs over the Golden State Warriors. He should have been the guy to get it. But the scoring, everybody
0: likes to see scoring in this league. And what Harden has been doing, the, those numbers are unprecedented. The Vegas odds make, Giannis is the favorite. And I I think it should be Harden. I think it should be Harden. I think that he that him being the scoring champ by such a margin, he's averaged over 36 points a game. So he's leading anyone else by over 8 points. Like his scoring was insane this year, and I think for me it was wild. That was and that's MVP. And but there's two sides. But in the Giannis ball. is a big favorite to win it. He's a big favorite because I mean because it's a two, it's a it's
3: a two way game. You got to so play defense. got to play defense as well. So I, I I hope Giannis wins.
0: But I I just have this outside feeling that, that Harden's going to take it again. Okay. So Let's we'll see. see. But uh... Yeah. those don't get announced until the end of the finals. I like think June twenty fourth, fifth, or sixth. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Okay. Well, guys. We did uh, it. We finished. Yeah, we're sliding in just under the hour, so uh, yeah, thanks okay. for listening. Should we tease my,
0: my baseball real quick, though, because we haven't talked Red Sox at all. And we and we won't. They suck right now. But let us let me just give my top ten teams for the week, and then next week we'll talk a lot more baseball.
1: Sure. Sounds good. I guess this is going to be a, a reoccurring sed- segment. We'll have to come up with some kind of pithy... Uh, cutesy little name for it, but for now, Johnny's Power 10. Johnny's,
0: yeah, Johnny's 10. Okay, the number 10 team of the the week, or the, let's say, um, let's do it by the year, and it'll change, you know, week to week. So, okay, so far this year, my number 10 team is Atlanta. Number 10, nine is the LA Dodgers. Number eight is St. Louis Cardinals. Number seven is the Minnesota Twins at eight and four. Uh, six is the Philadelphia Phillies. Number five is the Milwaukee Brewers. Number four is one of my favorites, San Diego Padres, who have the best, best record in the National League right now. Really? Yep. Um, best record in the NL. I mean, they're doing it. They're going to do it, but you don't think that will falter later in the season? I'm it's sure like I'm sure right it will, it. Yeah. but I think they could even wild card this year. I mean, they're off to a good start. they got the hitting, the pitching. like Rookie Tatis has five home runs already. so He's a beast. Um, and Machado is hitting, so we'll see. Uh, number three is the suddenly cooling down Seattle Mariners, who got off to that fire start. Number two is the Tampa Bay Rays, who are running away with the East, already up by six games over the Yankees and Red Sox. Plus 38 scoring margin. And number one, that's won uh, nine of their last ten. They just came off of sweeps over the Yankees and Seattle in the last week, is the Houston Astros have taken off. And so that's it. uh, Players of the Week for the MLB last week, Ronald Acuna of the Braves and Austin Meadows uh, got Player of the Week awards today for last week in baseball. So
1: up okay congratulations tiger thanks for listening guys catch us on facebook instagram uh twitter at green mountain sports for facebook and uh instagram and you can hit johnny up on twitter at green mountain grinder so be sure to do that have a good night